hello, one and all, and allow me to extend a warm and ominous welcome to Hinamazawa. <laughs> this is a special edition of the SoxCast, where today we're going to be spoiling and speculating the question arcs of Higurashi When They Cry visual novels and anime, so of course... If you have any interest in those at all, and you've got, you haven't been following along with our streams, this is probably the appropriate time to g get out, leave. We don't, we don't want you here. Because, you know, we're going to be talking at length about the Onikakushi, Watanagashi, Tatarigoroshi, and Himatsubushi arcs. And there's going to be a lot of speculation about the future at the end as well. So, if you need to, hop on out of here. We'll give you a moment to do that. And uh, I'll also say up front, um, we're tackling 60 hours of content here. Um, and we're going to be probably doing that in about two hours or so. So we obviously can't sit here and mull over every single little minuscule detail. Um, so, so, so expect sort of like a broad generalized opinions on most things with the detail given where each of us kind of feel that it, it, it's necessary um to do so so why are we doing this why are we doing this everybody i what are we doing wait on you boss yeah. what <laughs> you're waiting I... on me <laughs> you're waiting on me yeah why are we doing this so why are we doing this i that that was the cue for the people in the call to say this is why we're doing something i i need to vent <laughs> some of these arcs Gave me made gave me stomach cramps. I had oh. to start drinking. Oh no! I love it. I love this. It, but it just it, it it gave me anxiety dreams. This affected me in a very real way. Other media just didn't. So I'm just jumping in with that. Oh no! <laughs> that's that's a little scary. I didn't know that this uh this series had affected anybody to this degree. Maybe you're just a wimp. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. So. Why are we doing this? Well, when I started streaming these games, we actually ended up pulling in a number of newcomers to the series. And I didn't actually expect that. Uh, so these are people who actually don't know the story and what was going on, and that surprised me. And I'm always interested when, when I'm able to introduce something that I like to people who don't know what it is and seeing their reactions. So actually kind of getting the chance to kind of soak in um, all of these thoughts and seeing people react to things has been very exciting. So I thought it'd be a fun idea to take a few of these fine folks for a bit of a it would talk shop a bit to see where we're at with this series and and what and where they think things might end up. So joining us this evening, we have years long community lovely person uh, and, and and just overall one of the best pals you can have right here on the old internets. It's 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 our good pal Raven. How's it going? Oh, it is going okay. Now it's going pretty good. I am pumped for this. Um, my body is ready. Um, I'm like Oyashirosama. Anytime you can duck me in the swamp, uh, stick me in a barrel, whatever. But yes, I am. I am happy to be here, and it was so great knowing that you wanted to share this with us because I knew you liked it, mm -hmm. but I didn't know it was like. It, it kind of blew me away my expectations so yeah it's good good we can share that's awesome that's awesome we have 
video game creator and elf girl connoisseur, Jetstorm4. Hiya. Hey, how's it going, Jetstorm? It's going pretty well. Uh, we're about to talk about a neat series of visual novels. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. I, I'm stoked. I'm ready for it. Fantastic. And of course, we've got our good pal, podcast contributor extraordinaire. We wouldn't have the amazing arts that we have for our podcast if not for this wonderful, wonderful person. The image you're looking at right now is fantastic, by the way. Uh, please welcome to the show, Sayara. Good evening. Domo. Domo. <laughs> that is the sound of impending doom. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's something about your crops. <laughs> they are flourishing. <laughs> so, um, so, so Higurashi has been, I think, it's pretty, it's been pretty woven into the fabric of the SMPS community since me and Rhett discovered the series back in 2006. Uh, we've kind of been there since the beginning. I've talked about it pretty loudly and frequently over the, uh, about the series over the years, there's probably not a single person I haven't recommended this the anime to um, that I didn't think would like it. And 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 Rena has graced the the site's banner logo quite a few times over the years, and she did just last month as well. So uh, so it's kind of always been there via like direct conversation references, and um, her lullaby's logo is also very inspired by uh, the Higurashi logo. Like, I, I took obvious inspiration from that. Kind of zhuzhed it up in my own little way. Uh, but but it's but, but the, the influence is, is obviously um, there. Like, <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Um, and somehow through all of that, the three of you have somehow remained fairly oblivious to... to, to the series until we started streaming it back in May. So, to give everybody perspective of where each of you are kind of coming from, let's go over how each of you came to know of Higurashi before you got into the streams or, uh, or and, and what your preconceptions were when you started uh, coming in. So, Raven, um, you've kind of been a, a member of the community the longest, I think, and probably had... Um, the, the, the highest rate of exposure to me blabbering about this show and, and, and this uh, property over the years. Um, how, how, what were your preconceptions coming into this? How did you avoid getting into it before now? Like, wh where do you stand with all that? I, I don't know. I guess I just, I guess I was just a little afraid of it because I knew it was um, mind screwy. I knew there was going to be some deep, deep stuff. I mostly mostly know of it because of the uh, I don't know what we call it. There was a parody where they pretended that, that four kids bulldrized <laughs> Casey and this. Friends. Yes, as the Fiesta. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's still on YouTube, by the way. You can look up Casey and Friends. It's really good. I might have to watch that. <laughs> yes. Oh, you do. No, I'm not. I, I, I'm kidding. It, it is so worth it, even though. It, well, but yeah, I was just. I kind of knew what it would be like, mm -hmm. but somehow I just missed that it draws you in. It, it The first part, opening scene of the opening arc, it, it tells you this is going to be messed up. But right after that, it somehow kind of lulls you in. It's like, but there's cute stuff in this too. And not cute like uh, like blood on a teddy bear cute. It, it is seriously cute. Yeah. So I... I, I 
I, I don't know. I guess I just thought this is kind of the extreme stuff that's for people like horror. And I'm like, oh no, sorry to get into it. And then it's like there is layers here, layers and layers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna peel. We're gonna be peeling back a lot of those layers. Um, cool. So, Sayara. Hi. What about you? What were your preconceptions coming into this? How do you like? Where does your knowledge of Higurashi begin before we started doing these streams? Okay, so um, way back in ye olden days of the internet, mm -hmm. uh, when Higurashi was just, like, just starting or whatever, everybody who was like you know talking about the show would only mention about how gory and gruesome and violent the anime is. Mm -hmm. And like there's music videos that people would post online that you saw like, all those violent scenes and everything else like that. So it's just like huh, this anime looks very violent and miserable. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, when Rhett started using uh, Rika as, like, his signature on PSOW and stuff like that, I'm like, how is this this cute anime stuff the same as, like, all this other, like, horror and gore and gruesome stuff? Mm -hmm. and, and and personally, I am really terrible with stressful shows and animes and stuff like that so and that's just like that's a key reason is why i was just like how are you how are you sticking around for this <laughs> i'm some i'm actually kind of surprised about that too to be honest with you i think maybe because i have people with me yeah like we're all kind of going through this it. we're going through this muck together yeah. yeah and it's just like you know maybe this isn't all as like terrible as i thought it was going to be and you know the fact that not 100% of the whole thing is horror. It's just like, you know, maybe a piece of it here and there is like mm -hmm. the actual horror. But then everything else is just like, you know, this is a good story with, you know, good plot and good characters. And, you know, you, you feel for the characters when things decide, oops, we're going to actually remember that we're a horror <laughs> anime. It's just like, oh no, it's awful. <laughs> what are you doing to me? We're about to go, to, go into oh no mode. <laughs> it's oh no. We just like flip the switch from like, you know, happy, fun times to like, bad uh -oh. times i'm like oh no please <laughs> <laughs> my heart <laughs> and um Jetstorm, your 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 knowledge of higurashi prior to and any preconceptions so i knew a few things about higurashi going into this here mm -hmm. um from like way back as well i knew that you were a fan of it mm. uh from the website and i, I think i do like right other people were as well too, but I don't, I don't know how many people were into it. And I knew it was based on a visual novel. And I have a rule of media with uh, things based on visual novels, mm -hmm. um, especially after key stuff. Is I like to actually read the visual novel first, oh yeah, <laughs> before that's... doing things. And I, I I typically follow that rule for a lot. Um, so actually, I decided to join you here because I was like, oh shoot, I can just read this along with Polly. It's a fun time. Nice. Uh, so that's actually why I joined in. I was like, okay tell you what i will join in for it um but i knew what higurashi was like before then i could tell people it was based on a visual novel uh because of that um a f i'm gonna take you way back a little bit actually i have a fun little story okay um i had a f i had a uh, person i was with in the, mil in the military uh we were in the same uh, class in tech school he was kind of a uh he was from kansas uh he is kind of this right wing sort of you know mil like gung-ho military person oh boy uh, it's a, actually 
the, the story gets really weird, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> I actually went with... Uh, actually, we wound up stationed at the same base mm-hmm. uh, in South Carolina. Um, at, in the same career field. And uh, a couple of years later, he started going through some... He started to mellow out. Hmm. And he started to, like, change and, like kind of in weird in weird ways that I wasn't expecting. I I actually asked him what was going on one day. He's like, oh, I discovered anime. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he watched uh, Full Metal Alchemist, actually, is what kind of mellowed him out, apparently. I, I don't know what happened. That's... I honestly don't know. He he turned 21. Uh, once he, like, turned 21, mm-hmm. and he was a little younger than I was, um, once he turned, like, 20, 21, he started to, like, uh, it's less, like, he started to mature a lot. Mm. And then apparently he discovered anime. He's like, so then after uh, I watched Full Metal Alchemist, then I watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I tried watching this show called Higurashi. Uh oh. <laughs> and he was very confused. I had to explain to him what was going, what was probably going on, mm-hmm. uh, just from what he told me. Right. Yeah. Higurashi has like, this that. Is a visual novel. What is this thing doing? <laughs> right. Um, what it's probably doing, it's probably has a couple different choices. I didn't know what the visual novel was actually structured Mm -hmm. at this point either. I was like, I knew it's a visual novel. These typically have choices. There's typically different routes in visual novels. And it's probably going through different routes at different times. So I knew, like, I knew, I was familiar with the key anime adaptations. Yeah, yeah. Familiar with other stuff as well, uh, like that. So I was able to explain to him that this might not be what you're looking for right now. Yeah. But you might, you might want to put it on the back burner for now. Might not be for a beginner. (laughs) Because he liked it at the, he actually was liking it oh, uh, nice. through like the four episodes mm-hmm. uh, too, which was like, oh wow, okay. I I've not seen those episodes then at all. I've only now seen those episodes recently, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I know that I know the full context of that story. And so. now you know like why when people hit episode five, they go, "What the fuck what? just happened?" I did the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I'm reading the visual novel with you. That's the, that's the bad part. It's such. A good, it's such a good moment. It's a good opening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of my weird story about the like he mellowed out completely. I don't know what the hell happened to him exactly. You know, sometimes people just fuck, like you hit a people point. Mature. Yeah, like people like I've seen it happen. You know, he's maybe, in a different environment. Yeah, like a different uh, that, environment. The thing is, in the military, in a different environment with a whole bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. Our lab was a very uh, wasn't quite the most diverse, but I think probably just a few different mindsets and a few different viewpoints there um i think sort of mellowed them out a lot right 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 cool so so that's kind of where we're all coming at like like i am obviously the person that's been here since day one i have not read the the visual novels in their entirety prior to these streams so that was sort of the impetus for this happening is that like okay what the fuck else are you gonna do in the middle of a pandemic uh i'm not gonna be the idiot that's outside running around partying at night i'm gonna be the idiot that's gonna (laughs) hang out with my friends and read him a visual novel because really what else would you want to do like just party inside your house while reading higurashi exactly like that's the best kind of party so what we're gonna do is we're gonna kind of go over the first the the four arcs that we went through we're gonna gonna, like talk about each one of them a bit kind of like see like where everybody's at how they felt about it what they took away from it and all that uh it's gonna be very straightforward easy to follow and we'll just talk at each arc until we're ready to move on so we start with the eponymous Onikakushihen, which has probably the, the most, uh, one of the more memorable openings of an anime slash visual novel ever. It's like, oh good, somebody's getting beaten to death, and it's fantastic. Great. 
great way to start things. Um, uh, the visual novel, like, uh, it, it's this is used to greater effect with the way the the, 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 the reveal at the end kind of happens because of the, the, the way they kind of skip the details um, mm-hmm. in a way, but those details are actually up front. And, and like, so there's an, and so we, we'll talk about that in a moment, but uh, this is where we're, 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 we're most asked to not think too much. You know, they're like, the Oni Kakushi is where you sit back you let the story wash over you. You get pulled into the world of Hinamizawa, and um, so so. What was your first impression uh, coming off of those first couple of streams, where it's just like, oh, it these there's just a lot of like fun chapters with with general like school kid silliness, and and there's not a whole lot ominous going on in these first few chapters, uh, and you gotta kind of be wondering what's going on, but. You know, start forming opinions of characters. So, who wants to get us started? Like, what what were your initial thoughts coming into like with this thing starting to rev up? I felt deceived. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be straight up because you know I've heard all the time. Oh, well, Higurashi is this violent anime. You know, it's this and it's that. It's just like, but they're just playing cards. They're they're having fun. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to like a festival, doing all this cool stuff. Why is this like considered a horror anime? <laughs> You've been bamboozled. I've been bamboozled. <laughs> they did a Sayara a bamboozle. <laughs> Who else? I wonder how much people. I, I, I'm wondering how people were introduced to this when they were first reading the, the visual novel uh, with the original release, and like you know just. What kind of whiplash that is, knowing what you may have bought and having this, and then what becomes later on? Yeah, after uh, this first arc, because this is this is an arc that kind of just it coils around you very slowly. The things that start happening, all of the machinations that are at work that start kind of steering this story into darker territory, they creep mm-hmm. up on you. And this is the most setup of the of the four arcs. Oh yeah, yeah, because this is where we're learning to do like you know, we we meet Rena, we go to school with her. She's adorable. We get oh, we gosh, get she's so adorable. <laughs> we meet Mion and she's talking about Keiichi's dick. Um which was a moment I was not expecting. <laughs> 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 you know, like we, we, we get trapped by Satoko the first moment we enter the classroom. Like this is the, all the fun setup. Uh, what about you, Raven? What, like where were you at with these characters when we started introducing them? I, I, I guess I was a little shocked because um, to use the obvious comparison, Doki Doki, which I think books. I also got into from this community, right. kind of got me set up. So it's like, okay, they're, I know they're going to kill me and I know they're going to be cute doing it. I guess I kind of got stunned because um, I'm like, okay, Reina's the girl next door. Mion's kind of the one who, you know, maybe a little more standoffish. But they're all great designs. Even if this wasn't horror, this would be a little a little cliche, but a good solid standing for just a melodramatic anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The character designs are all great. You can just look at them and you get, okay, um, you know, maybe Mion's a little tomboyish and a little feminine with she has her long hair, but it's in a ponytail, kind of little jacket, I think, or her overshirt. Mm-hmm. 
She calls herself old man. Like, like yeah. she's very yeah. She's very like she's not hyper masculine or anything, but she she she's definitely got some masculine qualities that kind of like you know just comes from kind of her place in the world. The the it just as a character design thing here too. The the long skirt that Mion has uh, kind of gives her a little bit more dignified air. Yes, to her as well. I, I that's that sounds to me intent. I, that kind of was the first thing I kind of saw about her. Yeah, she's like the class like, rep. She's kind of got to have that kind of a little more of a dignified look to her, I suppose. Yeah. Any other character thoughts coming out of the, the you know, before we start diving in? I think for this one, uh, like, Sotoku and, and uh, holy crap, Rika. Rika. <laughs> I can't think of her name for a second. Uh, they are here, but I don't know how important they are quite at this point. Yeah, they're very back. They're, like, they're just kind of introduced here. They're, they're very background. This chapter is a very, very, very focused on uh, Rena and Neon and kind of, like, Keiichi's relationship to them and sort of, like, where he's going to end up uh, with regards to... Uh, that 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 um, that relationship. Um, so 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 when the story starts taking its turn, um, when 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 we start feeling Keiichi being pulled in a direction, and and as the reader slash watcher, we're helpless to stop it. Um, he takes this really uncomfortable slide into insanity and 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 being paranoid of everybody around him, and ultimately. Where that leads with with the the murders of Rena and Mion, how did that leave you feeling? And like by the time that chapter had come to a close, like knowing there were more games, like what did you think was happening after that? Like you get to the end, he kills his two best friends, um, and kills himself. What 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 happened next? <laughs> what about you, Jetstorm? What was your first impression here? First thought was, wow, uh, Mion, that concealed carry really did, or that open carry didn't really help you, did it? Did not help! <laughs> it should be noted, like, if you, if you haven't seen the original sprites, uh, Mion's casual clothing, she's carrying around a fucking gun for some reason. <laughs> I believe it is a reference to Gunsmith Cats. I told my brother about, I showed my brother the original, because I, I showed him the anime. Mm-hmm. I, I showed my, uh, my older, my younger brother, who's a little bit older, who's mm-hmm. old, Two years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. I showed him the in his wife the anime, yeah, uh, the first two arcs mm-hmm. so far, um, and I, I told him about the original character designs, and I told him the year, like nineteen eighty three. He's like, it's probably to denote the year or something. <laughs> Could be. I don't know if that's exactly the case, but um, I don't know how gun laws in Japan actually come about. Like yeah. at that time, so not, I haven't not... done any research. Yeah, I've not studied that, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, as for the actual character turns, though. Um, Yikes, uh, Kate. So I definitely think that this introduces that we need to be wary about Keiichi's point of view Mm -hmm. for a lot of things and probably to influence any stories ahead of time as well. Mm. Uh, We know that in actually arc three touches about that, too, I think. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. but uh, Keiichi's state of mind is definitely in question, Mm -hmm. um, especially with his paranoia Mm -hmm. and how other people have told him things that he probably didn't need to know. And then his curiosity kills him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, curiosity takes him down a road. Like, like he's presented with something and thinks about it in the worst possible way. Like, maybe these people didn't mention something to him because 
it really wasn't in his best interest to know. Um, and maybe they were wrong for hiding it from him. Who's to say? Uh, but he goes down this road of paranoia because he thinks that everybody's lying and hiding things from him. And now he's like, like his friends have taken on this devious kind of air. Like they seem like they're literally out to get him or they know his every move now. Um, and the three characters who kind of tell him about this are people outside of his friend group. It's, uh, of course, Tomitake and yep. uh, Takano. Who end up and dead. And so we, we have to mention that. Tomitake and Takano end up dead. Right. Well, this and one... is Oishi as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? He, Oishi dies in the first one? He does not die in the first one, but he is another person outside the friend group who yeah. is uh He's another ideas. He's or, sort of the instigator here. And I don't know if he's exactly doing it on purpose, or if it's just that, or if it's just Keiichi's interpretation of his words. Correct. In there, and we actually don't know that mm. uh, throughout. So I think it's kind of. A, I think that's the fascinating turn here is that we need to be wary of Keiichi as a protagonist a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, Raven. Yeah, see, that, that's, that's all very good, but I, I'm kind of struggling with it because this thing is kicking my ass with the way it goes. It plays both sides. Mm. Because, yes, uh, Keiichi chat hammers on this point. He needs to listen to his friends, but his friends aren't perfect either. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. One thing, if I can just skip ahead a bit, sure. can I make my point? Sure. There's that scene where Reyna has... I don't want to be ableist. She has lost it. She's trying to force her way into Keiichi's house, and when he finally gets her off the door, she's just kind of mumbling, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That could go so many ways. Um, She could be trying to warn Keiichi. She could be saying, you have to kind of make amends for what you're doing and where you're going. Mm -hmm. But it could also be that, you know, maybe she's part of the threat here. Is she really trying to <laughs> trying to lure him back because she realized she went too far? So, yeah, I, I kind of want to say it's a story about, yeah, you got to trust your friends. Mm-hmm. But the, the first one is right when we start to see that they make mistakes too. We know uh, that there's an incident in Rena's past where she broke out all the windows in her school for some reason. Uh, we don't know the, mm-hmm. the, we don't know why. We know that that is something that happened. Uh, we're given vague details and you can obviously make some very ugly assumptions uh, about what probably happened, but it's something that's obviously a, that it's a series that deals a lot in trauma. Um, and you can see that certain characters are kind of processing some things differently in that way, I think. Um, so so in terms of, like, she's got something to hide, meaning, like, you know, your friends aren't perfect. Not everybody's going to know everything about everyone. Um, and that's sort of one example of Keiichi not being aware that Rena has a past that maybe isn't very pretty. There is also Rena. We know that she sees Keiichi acting strange, and it's the same exact way that Satoka's brother acted as well. Yep. 
before. That, that's told us specifically in this first arc. Yeah, it's uh, it's Sato- literally Satoshi's introduced. Yeah, Satoshi. The name Satoshi Hojo is introduced, and that's Satoko's brother, who's already disappeared by the time this story starts. But nobody's really talking about it. Uh, right. They keep saying that he transferred out, but. With all the evidence that Keiichi's been presented with, we kind of know that's maybe bullshit. Mm-hmm. But what about you, Sayara? Like, where where, where are you feeling, like, with, with, with everything that starts coming together in Onikakushi? Um, and as we kind of careen toward, like, the, 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 the darker side of where this story is going and, and where these characters are going, what, how'd that leave you feeling? So, Keiichi... Keiichi's, like, narration after he starts going down the bitter end starts to make him into, like, a, uh... What's that word for it? Inaccurate narrator. Like, he's an a unreliable very, narrator. Yeah, unreliable narrator, yes. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, he, he portrays to you, like, us, the readers, mm-hmm. a story that may or may not be true, which, unfortunately... We don't know mm-hmm. whether or not we can believe what we're seeing on the screen. Correct. Like, you know, he'll mention he'll do things, but then, like, at the end, they say, well, you know, the, the note, for example, he says he writes, like, this one long note, and he hides it in his clock, and he hides some other stuff behind the clock, but then after everything had progressed, the narrator tells you there was only a note, and it was split in half. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at what point, who do we believe? You know, are we supposed to believe Keiichi? Like, is he supposed to be the reliable narrator in this situation? Like, is he actually going crazy? Mm-hmm. Or is this all just like a big old setup for something else? Yeah. You know, it, this this arc left me like the most confused out of all the arcs. And I think like, that that's sort of the intention. Um, I think that like, when you present a big mystery like this, you're playing your best hand here. You're playing with the most obfuscation. Mm-hmm. This is the op- this is the opening. This is what draws us into the other arcs. Yeah. Is maybe we'll learn something else from those other arcs, possibly. Mm. There is one thing I'm going to bring up from mm-hmm. the anime, but I actually want to hold off on it until arc three, if that's all right. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Do we have any final thoughts about Onikakushi? Um, that, that anybody like any, any opinions or just stray ideas that kind of jump out at you that you think might help kind of piece things together moving forward? I don't know if this pieces things together moving forward, but uh, I kind of want to talk about like with character motivations. Maybe are we going to come back to this or we can do this anytime you want. If you want to roll with that right out of the gate, let's do it. Okay, I. Th- do you think that um, that's the real Reina and Mion Keiichi's seeing? And if so, are they trying to to warn him? Are, are they maybe sac- they know he's going to kill them? And they're like, "Well, we uh, we all we we, we got to do what we got to do because if they want to fuck him up, the pardon, they would have." How dare you fucking curse on my podcast? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sure, so I want to hear. Like, I want to hear y'all's thoughts on this. I have to step back out of this one because I know. But so, sure, you three have at it. This this kind of brings back to the, uh, the 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 thought I brought up. Like you know, Keiichi may not be the most reliable narrator we have because you know we're seeing the story as seen through his eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So he's seeing. And that's the same thing I'm saying. 
yeah, Mion and 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 uh, Reyna are like these crazy people, and they're they're showing these like really crazy, violent reactions to things that he's doing. And he's like, "Why are they acting like this? I have no idea what's going on." You know, it's like, you know, that's what we are seeing. We're seeing it through Keiichi's eyes. So, you know, while we while we may think, you know, like, you know, the audience may be like, "Well, that doesn't sound right," the Keiichi, this is as true as daylight. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now one, one. Uh, uh, now okay. There's another part, but I think I'm going to pick it up later. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about you, Jetstorm? Any 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 follow up on that? I pretty much agree with Sayar on this. Uh, I uh, this in this particular arc, at least, um, I do not trust 100 percent the information given. But that's not in like a it's in more of you know what I expect the story to be doing right mm-hmm. now. Um, I don't know what at this point. At least in this particular instance, uh, Rena and Mion, and what information they're giving Keiichi, um, to him it feels like a you know to him it feels like a threat. It could be a warning though. It, the dialogue is written to do either or. Yeah, like and the, the I, that's things, very impressive. Like it's very impressive. It's very impressive. Like something that always impressed me, and like something that uh, uh, wowed me the whole way was like these characters, the things they're saying could be interpreted either way like because the, what they're saying is like it's not necessarily with malicious intent they're just it's just kind of like the way that it's being voice acted or the way that it's being presented to you it leads you down that aisle. I was like is Keiichi the most reliable narrator right now is he just like not hearing things the way that you know is paranoia playing a big role here mm-hmm. um and Likewise, uh, with Rena, mm-hmm. specific, uh, specifically Rena, who is could be interpreted as trying to save her friend mm-hmm. from something else that was ha- that happened to a, a previous friend. She seems she of all the characters, she seems and herself. The, she seems the most afraid. She seems like mm-hmm. she she is obviously the one that cares the most about Keiichi and what's going on because she tries many many times to reach out to him, like. Uh, if Keiichi is pushing everyone away, she is desperately trying to. She, she's the one who follows him. Yes, like she, like even in her, like her final moments, it's just like the way even that even when he... she's carrying a hatchet. Yeah, <laughs> even when she's carrying a hatchet. <laughs> and to be fair, anybody coming at you carrying a hatchet is like, okay, that might Re- be a little, you know, even to anybody just not paranoid, that might be a little suspect. Yeah, R- Rena might might not like. I would have maybe, I would have maybe hidden that hatchet. This might not be the first time that comes up. <laughs> Like maybe don't bring the hatchet with you, right? <laughs> At least wrap it up in something. Wrap I it mean, up in something, or hide. to be fair, I I know you want Colonel Sanders, but please, freaking <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Sanders, good old Kentakun. Mm. All right. So are, are are we good? Are, are are we all satisfied with where we're at mm. with Oni Kakushi right now? I have one question. Sure. It's kind of it's kind of a, a general question. Mm-hmm. Going from the visual novel to the anime, mm-hmm. certain characters uh, show up at certain points of the anime. I wanted to bring this up actually at arc three. Okay, and, I think uh, I know who you're. I think I know who you're talking about. And um, you know, they only show up for like a few moments. There's a couple of them that do this mm-hmm. that show up in the first arc, and then they show up in different arcs, and they have a very similar role. 
Mm-hmm. Is this like done in like the sense of just trying to make a quick character and just be done with it? Like we already have this established character, let's just use them here, there, and everywhere. Or is there a reason why a certain character? There show might up? be a reason people are where they are at. I won't say more than that. I'll just say that that's something you might want to wait on an answer for. Wait on the answer, argument. Yeah, like, like who, who, who specifically is showing up? That, that who, who's got you confused right now? Okay, so the uh, the doctor Ire, yeah. Ire Sensei, yeah, mm-hmm. shows up for like two seconds. Yeah, after uh-huh. after Mion um, and Reina talk about the director is going to come to mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and it's just like you know who who is this director and why is he suddenly a doctor now? Like I thought the Don't idea. Coach as well. They use coach. That? They use director. Um, I guess, I'll go ahead and bring oh, yeah. this up now. Sure, I guess. sure, 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 sure. Um, so, yeah, in the in the anime, uh, uh, they do talk about the director. I, I think I forget what word they actually use. Mm-hmm. They use the director. Uh, they use the director. Okay, and then for a split second, also when uh, Keiichi is looking outside, uh, it is Irie there. Yes, uh, it is Irie there. I, I assume. When the visual novel was written, he did not have a he didn't sprite have a sprite yet, yet and he pro- like I don't know that Irie's role have a name. yeah I don't th- I don't know that Irie's role had been fully realized by the time they finished that first game so mm. the, the but, but but like when the anime like when the anime started the, the the visual novels were already finished so they already had everything to work with so they could go ahead and plug those details in mm-hmm. so yeah he's supposed to be there he is always the director yeah okay okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, cool. yeah, that's something you brought up. <laughs> All right, we'll talk more about Iria. Oh yeah, Iria. We're going to be talking more about Iria going forward. Absolutely. Uh, so, so, so we're good with Onikakushi then. Yep. Yep. All right. So next, we move to Watanagashi Hen. So, um, the next time we dive in and right off, we are right back where we started with the same group of friends engaged in more fun club activities and generally just a lot of goofing around. How'd this leave you feeling initially? What the hell is going on here? <laughs> I just killed all of my friends like not five minutes ago and I committed suicide by scratching my neck out. Why am I alive and having fun with my friends again? And and the anime, like uh, Raven has not seen the anime, right? Oh gosh. Oh, oh no. gosh. So Please. episode so episode Opening. So episode five of the anime starts with a scene that it it, it, it it takes place at a portion at a point later in this story, near the end, where a couple of characters have gone missing and we find out what happened to one of them. Uh, so Rika uh, we, we get the opening scene is, and she's standing there. She's confronting Mion and you, she just kind of slams the butt of a knife against a wall and just kind of like is breathing heavily. It's just kind of like disoriented and then just starts stabbing herself in the fucking head. And wow. while Mion just laughs and laughs and laughs. It's a cackle. It's a cackle. It's amazing. So... The anime, <laughs> you don't get that in the visual novel. We don't actually know what happens to Rika in the visual novel. Um, the anime actually elaborates on how Rika met her end. Um, and you get that at the start of the second arc. But in the visual novel, we just jump right back into happy fun times. How how, how was you feeling about that, Jetstorm? Uh, I expected it. I, okay. I was like, okay, 
I, I think I knew. What the, I I already knew a little bit of what was going on. Again, I told you that story from before, um, so I knew what was going to happen at mm-hmm. least in this particular case, and uh, how this you know this this is where Keiichi has the best scene. Oh God, he's... <laughs> it's not in the anime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You you had the big, best laugh, I think. <laughs> oh God, yes. <laughs> I will never forget the maid scene. Oh my god. The Oh my god, the maid scene in is one of the the most intentionally slash unintentionally horny things I think I've ever had to read or experience during a stream before. And it was simultaneously the funniest, but also this is actually pretty hot kind of things going on on my stream. I think- I, I had the exact relevant. same feeling, and my miserable manhood was. <laughs> I think it's actually relevant to one of the larger themes of the game, actually, which surprised me. I'm like, they're, they're saying something here, or at least so? I imagine. You think so? What, what are they saying? Well, um, kind of off on a tangent here. You go back later in that arc. That's where we meet the nameless otaku who are just. They can't really just look at the pretty girls and eat their sugary treat. They oh, have God. to be pervy and gross. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Keiichi Ke- Ke- has a more or less consensual uh, whatever it is. I don't know what I'd call it, but you know, it's pretty sure that Mion's enjoying teasing him. Yes. Reyna's oogling him. <laughs> and it's all okay, but when you get into the otaku, they're like, like intentionally getting shit spilled on them. Yeah, like they're. It, that's a really gross part. They've been them. really gross. Yeah, they're just being gross. Yeah. Um. That. Yeah. Like, and the funny part about miserable manhood scene is when when we were doing that when we were reading that chapter, I was like probably five days out of hernia surgery, so I couldn't <laughs> laugh. I, w- I was sit- like, if you go back and listen to the commentary of that episode in particular, I'm sitting there, I'm literally screaming, like, I can't laugh. You can't laugh. <laughs> because if I laughed, I would literally fucking hurt myself. And so, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Five days after hernia surgery. And you had not seen the visual novel yet. No, so I didn't you did know, not know this scene existed. I did not know this scene existed. And it was like, there were so many emotions at once about this one particular... And, like, Mion's voice actress, give her a fucking medal for this scene because she is playing it up in a way that is, like, I've... That is the horniest I have ever heard a voice actress before. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's just laying it in about how much he loves the feel of the uniform against his skin. I, <laughs> I've made look, you your ideal woman. Like, look, all I'm going to say is that immediately after that scene, I think the day after, I drew a fan art of Al- my main character, Alf from Silas, <laughs> in a maid outfit. <laughs> Wholesome. Beautiful. <laughs> and I'm like, I had to. <laughs> it's wholesome horniness, like, and, and it, it is because it's it's consensual. It's these characters that like have a camaraderie that's already established. That like, it's not gross. It's not exploitative. It's just like this is a believable way that these that these characters. Plus he would... lost a bet. Yeah, like you lost a bet. You you, you got you're gonna be in the club. 
you gotta pay the price. You gotta now pay. You gotta walk home, now you gotta walk home, and then your dad sees you. <laughs> and then your dad sees you, and it's a little awkward. Like, oh, Son, I need you to come. I need you to come to my studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, <laughs> so this... in Arc Three, we finally find out what he does. <laughs> yeah, in Arc Three, we finally figure it out. So this is the chapter. Uh, where, along with kind of opening up our characters more, we're also given a look at Hinamazawa's history um, as well, and how this village is very tightly knit. Like, you mess with one of them, you're messing with them all, so to speak. And, and, and we see how that gets fed into sort of the modern conspiracies surrounding the, the string of deaths that have been going on and their involvement with the damn project. And, of course, like how all of that relates to the curse of Oyashiro-sama. Um, and I think that's a lot of the, uh, real important stuff there uh, is sort of like starting to kind of build the mythology around the village. Um, mm-hmm. What y'all think of that? Do you think that, that like that's really like that, that's some fun sort of world building? Because I've seen like some differing opinions that people kind of don't like it when these games go off in that direction because it's taking away from character time, I guess. But I feel that like the the village is just as much a character here um, mm-hmm. as these individual characters. You absolutely need the village to have this kind of lore. Mm-hmm. to, you know, help either instigate maybe it is a curse or maybe it is a conspiracy, you know, it's like you, you need to have, like, that kind of lore to yeah. allow either branch to to extend outward, because, like, you know, you can just say what, you know, whatever, and it's like, oh, well, obviously it's one or the other, but, like, letting both types of stories blend in with each other, like, you know, the ideas of the Sonozaki family used to be, like, this big uh, Yakuza gang, and you know, maybe they're actually, or maybe there is a curse, or maybe it's just assassins. You know, nobody really knows, and that really makes it that much better knowing that there's this huge history to go with it. Yeah. There's a lot of media and a lot of games that use a place as a character or as, like, its setting as kind of a, a the basis for its, you know, everything that goes on around it. Uh, Majora's Mask uses Termina, or Clock Town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you have a uh, the Crossbell, Legend of Heroes games, use Crossbell. Yeah, yeah, that's a big uh, one. Crossbell is definitely this kind of thing. And Hinamazawa is the exact same thing in this situation. Yeah. Uh, where its history is as important as, say, uh, as, say, Rena. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, that the history of Hinamazawa, uh, which we get more in this one, and is very important to both its characters and to us, the people looking in. Yeah. Um, Likewise, for this particular arc, there's a difference between Keiichi here mm-hmm. and also between arcs one and three. Mm. Uh, I think in this arc, Keiichi learns more about the history of this village and is more accepting of it than the other two arcs. Yeah, this and is he's a... also more reliable, I think, in this in this arc in particular. This is a big arc for Keiichi because this, is, this time he's playing the role that Rena had in the first arc, which was... I'm going to believe in everybody no matter what. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if they have done something terrible. Like, these are the people that took me in, they accepted me, um, and, 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 and that's admirable. And, and he carries that through all the way to the end of this arc. And it, Admirable or, or not. Uh, <laughs> because it is obviously much to his unfortunate demise. Um, mm-hmm. But... Um, it's really great to see Keiichi kind of have these big, big moments where, okay, he is capable, um, but he's also still kind of making a lot of really 
dumb remarks. Mr. Really Dumb. I mean, a lot look, of bad decisions. Uh, one in particular, the, saying the <laughs> wrong things. Um. Uh. And 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 in this arc, we're introduced to the idea of Mion having a sister. And they spend a long, long time beating around the bush as to whether this is Mion trying to act out her feelings toward Keiichi using sort of this softer demeanor of her sister Shion, or, or is Shion actually real? So, so who here was on, on, on what team during that part of the story? Like, who thought it was Mion all along, and who figured out that there was an actual sister? And how did it feel when that shoe finally got dropped at the toy store? I, wanted I, I knew right away. Oh, you knew right away. I knew. I knew right. I knew what this this was doing. Mm -hmm. I knew that she was going to drop at some point. I was. I was waiting for it. Okay. So hard because I. I like this is way too convenient to not use. Mm. <laughs> it just felt. It felt different. Shion felt very different. Way too different. Yeah. To be just Mion. Yeah. And and even, I, though I get, even though we get, even though we do get, even though we do get a softer side of Mion in this arc, like it, it's a yes, it, it, it a very a very unfortunate and sad um, uh, side that we get to see because you know we obviously see sort of like her kind of reacting to the way Keiichi kind of thinks of her. Um, yeah, we like, like yeah, it's. <clears throat> I, I don't want to call that a character because you know it's obviously a choice in a yeah. visual novels. What it yeah. is technically, absolutely, that's how they describe it in the uh, in the after party. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for that. Um, but yeah, it is her. It is Keiichi basically just saying straight to me on that. I don't see you as a, I, I you know, as a girl i need to respect i, I maybe i guess yeah you're, you're just you're one of my boy you're one of my dude friends i think if you like one of the boys like but yeah, like kinda, saying right. that i kind of struggled oh go ahead good that i mean for Xion uh, or for me on uh, that hurt yeah that just straight up hurt her mm -hmm. kind of struggled to put my finger on what exactly the difference is between he's treating her like a a girl versus a boy because he gives he gives reina crap sometimes mm -hmm. he Clearly, he reacts to Satoko, pulls no punches about her, about like flicking her forehead. Yeah. What I think is, is when he doesn't really care. We think when we say he's treating me on like a boy, it's because he is because he's written her off. He he assumes she, they could never have feelings for each other, or is it because he's brushing her off? Like he thinks it's okay to hurt her. Because mm -hmm. with the others, it's teasing. It's clearly yeah. he's just you know being you know. He's just gentle ribbing with Mion. He can be a little more mean. Yeah, I think it's sort of like uh, these things hurt her to a degree much larger than they might hurt the other characters because she does kind of obviously have these feelings that she can't quite sort out about him. Um, and, and, ob and obviously, it's like it's a much bigger thing. Plus, she's a teenage girl. She's having teenage girl feelings. Um, and they're, those are big and, and like, so, so, so I think it's sort of like things get exacerbated a little more. Uh, well, I do think that it's true that Keiichi is kind of meaner to her to a degree. I think that if we kind of look at it in terms of how he treats everybody, like 
I, I don't think that he totally said anything super outwardly as like meaner than he's said to maybe Satoko or, or or even just the playful ribbing that he does with Rena. Um, I think that it might come off that way because they they're kind of presented more buddy buddy. Uh, like like Rena and K or Meon and KH are like the buddy comedy here, um, uh, which is kind of like a bit of their dynamic. And so 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 I, so I think that like. She got in a little too deep, maybe. Like, you know, it started out as playful ribbing, but then eventually, like, it actually hurt when he did something really insensitive that wasn't intentional, but he was kind of too stupid to realize that it was stupidly, uh, really, uh, insensitive anyway. Mm-hmm. Neon also is, I-, I think it's also her position. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of it is her, is her position as the next head, um, the next head of the Sonozaki family. Uh, her position as the class president, yeah. and her, at least in Keiji's side, and also I he's uh, uh, Mion is a uh, year older, right? Yeah, I think something, yeah. around, something about that. she. She seems a little old. She seems like a, at least like a year older. Yeah, in that case, uh, so I think it's probably a little bit of that too. A little bit of that too, mm-hmm. uh, at least in his interpretation of how he sees me on at this point. Yeah. What about you, Sayara? Any thoughts? Well, I was going to say about how uh, Keiichi treats me on as compared to everyone else. I mm-hmm. feel like it's is similar, but um, it's just um, how do I want to say this? The story makes you want to feel more bad for Mion yeah. than anyone else in the story. Like yeah, it, they... it's made out to be that way, even though it's the same kind of level of teasing and yeah. like mocking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they really want you to remind us, like, hey, you know, Mion has feelings, and you're going to feel her feelings now <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> she is important to the story. Yeah, yeah. But... Like they have that whole flashback with Rena trying to like talk her into just like being fucking honest about it. Like, oh, and, that scene hurt me that, so bad. That scene really, really, really hurts. Ah, uh, it made two fan arts even. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was around this time I started doing obscene amounts of fan art for for Higurashi, and I think both of them are on display on like the uh, yeah, like well, on one, the... one of them is on the on the wall. Yeah, we got for, melted ice cream, yeah. <laughs> melting ice cream. Yep. Ah oh, man. That I I was on team. I hope this is actually Mion just trying to be Mion, mm-hmm. like you know, trying to uh, get involved with Keiji because that would have been like a really nice thing to have happen. Yeah. So when Shion became like you know the real thing, mm-hmm. it's just like heartbreak and frustration. Yeah. I was like, no, like that, like when that- when they go to the toy store and and. That like they run into each other and you like that moment where it's revealed and then Shion is just driving the knife in on purpose uh, like literally buy me that same doll like oh my god what a devious bitch she just on her way to steal your boy oh my god basically is what happened yeah I, yeah. I think she's still my favorite character of this whole series. Sion adds attention to this storyline right away, like when it's when when the veil comes off, and like, and she's also like the catalyst for 
getting like like she is the one that 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 sneaks Keiichi along with Tomitake and talking right. for their intrusion into the ritual storehouse. So she's her kettle. She is the catalyst this time, which kind of sends Keiichi hurtling down this really, really bad road. So we, we get to a point where Keiichi's kind of starting to break down again, but this time he's doing everything he can to believe in his friends. He feels this incredible weight of responsibility uh, this chapter. He wants to make everything right, but he keeps getting deterred and making the wrong decision at every single point until we finally reach the climax where Stoko and Rika have gone missing. Um, and that's, that's, uh-oh. We hit uh-oh mode because, because the, because the mayor is also missing. Mm. It's a different set of people missing. Of course, also there's a Tomitake and Tomitake and Takano. Immediately after Watanagashi, they're, they're off again. This is after they've hit, after they've went into the ritual storehouse, okay? She's like, oh shit. Uh, Shion, we went in there too. Uh, we're kind of fucked. Mm. I mean, Tomitake just do, dying is was hilarious. Yeah, to because me. I mean, why not? Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, 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 Poor but, guy. we reach a story. Where, 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 where Rika and Satoko are missing, and after some excellent detective work by our girl Rena, we, we, and a rightful browbeating, uh, the, the browbeating she gives Keiichi in his house the morning, um, before they kind of go off on their, their final adventure to, to, to go see the person responsible, uh, I, I think that's a great, moment uh or like another great rena moment we, we get a lot of those in this series where rena is kind of like the one that's going to center keiichi's view here and kind of put him in place make like she's gonna take his nose and rub his face into the poop he just put on the floor <laughs> um and, and, and oh, she's over here <laughs> doing what he does doing what he does Thinking the, the storehouse is a drug factory. Yeah, That's it's a serious. drug factory. Why not? Like, that would be what it is. <laughs> Oishi's got so many great ideas. Uh, and we, uh, we, we, we arrive at the culprit's touch, front door. Can't touch the Sasaki's unless there's an incident in there. Yeah. Hey, Keiichi. Oh, God. The way that... that, that I that, that, just, like, looks at him. Oh, God. Like, if, if looks could kill... If that girl had an axe on her at that point in time, I dare say that situation would have ended a little differently. But yeah, like the the plan is basically, look, I can't go in there in any official capacity, but if y'all go in and maybe risk your lives and maybe something bad happens, I can go in. And Keiji's like, sure, okay, I owe, I owe this, I owe this to Mion to do this. Um, this to my best friend, but he's still an idiot. He's an idiot. His heart is in the right place, but he is an idiot, a goddamn can idiot. Tr- can we track like the rise and fall of Keiichi Mayabara? Because at one point, I thought I had this galaxy brain thing where I'm like, oh, when he starts to stand up for himself, mm-hmm. that's when things go good. And when he kind of decides he's just going to go with the flow and be uh, you know, a little wishy-washy about it, then things go bad. Right. I think I may be over trying to look for patterns, but I think that's what I caught on. I'm like, okay, when he's trying to kind of own up 
to responsibility or maybe gently um, gently push people mm-hmm. things kind of go better kind of but when he's like oh well it would be easier like like Rika Rika says I'll take care of everything yeah when he's like okay yeah I have no responsibility mistake yeah like because the moment like that happens she's gone the next day yeah but when he was like maybe I should talk to her about it maybe I should t- tell more about be honest with my friends things start to look maybe a little better I think I might be trying too hard. I may be clutching at straws and playing this the wrong way. Mm, All speculation is good speculation. To to those of us that know what's going on, like, we love that we live for this shit. So speculate away. We love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. So we reach the confession with Neon kind of just spilling everything that she's done and and Keiichi going through this big production of, yo, look, I'm sorry I went into that into your murder warehouse. Like, I'm big big sorry about that and and she's just kind of nonplussed about it um like she doesn't even seem to care about that um but eventually she just kind of agrees to turn herself in but she's just like look like if i'm gonna go i'm probably going to jail for the rest of my life can you at least just like give me a few minutes alone with the man that i love Uh, and sort of feeling that he owes her, <laughs> she gr- agrees with Rena, kind of given all of the nope signals that she can. <laughs> but uh, the, I've got the, a feeling about me on here. Do you? At this point, what's your feeling about me um, on? I've got a feeling of me on at this point because at this point she confesses to every incident mm-hmm. uh, in some way, mm-hmm. uh, in some way, shape, or form. That so, you know being involved in it and i have a feeling that she's not speaking for herself at this point mm-hmm. just because of information from another arc okay um i have a more feeling that she is now speaking as the head of the sonozaki family at this point okay, okay. Just, just kind of at this and she's taking the responsibility of the sonozaki family mm-hmm. in she here and also that, that role um so whether it be like her saying that she's involved with the incidents entirely um, I don't think that's her exactly speaking for herself. That's just her as the the now pretty much head of the Sonozaki family, since her grandmother is now, I think, bedridden at this point, almost. Oh, the grandmother is also in the well. Oh, yes, right. Yep, everybody's in the well! Everybody's getting a trip to Wellsville! Wait, what? Everybody, is she in the well? Yeah, everybody got a trip to Wellsville. I, I, I think well. she is. There's got to be some kind of uh, obituary at the end of the arc, yep. too, I may right? Have that. I may have missed that. Okay. But, I yeah. Say, I know that, uh, like, what you're going about, saying, like, this, maybe it's not uh, not being, like, Mion, but, like, being the Sanazaki head family instead. Mm-hmm. The way she yep. reintroduces herself after she's basically caught red-handed, you know, basically killing all of her friends, she's like, you know, let me re- properly reintroduce myself. So it's like, you know... Was it at that point that she was like saying that yeah. she wasn't any more Mion, but instead, yeah, soft eyes Mion. It's like she's somebody else instead. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's, she's. I could see. I could see that being the uh, the idea. Yeah. Her, where are you at on that, Raven? How do you feel about uh, Mion? Like, do you think Mion is Mion at this point? Is Mion speaking for somebody? Like, what? Where, where's your? Where? What are your thoughts on the Mion right now? I think I let's see I think there are two definitely two forces at work in her mm-hmm. we're probably going to get into what exactly they are 
but yeah, there's because the thing is, is that if she did just want to um, go out with a bang, she could have. She has Reyna and uh, Keiichi go into the the dragon's den, yep. and she even manages to kind of like just for kicks tortures her sister in front of Keiichi. Ooh, and, that's a rough scene. And oh and again, and again, uh, Keiichi doesn't... Maybe he's afraid of her, but he doesn't stand up. He doesn't say, that's enough, Mion, or you gotta let her go. He just lets it happen, and, and it bites him in the butt. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think there's there's a duality there. This game plays a lot with dualities. She, she does mention a lot that there's a demon inside her. Um, yes. Especially in Murder Basement, where we're, 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 we're literally crucifying Keiichi now. Go to Murder Basement. Oh, the Murder Basement. <laughs> so, oh. so I guess my point is, is mm-hmm. that if she did want to just you now make Keiichi, if he was just like the, the cherry on top of her murder Sunday, she could have done it at any time. Yep. There's something deeper going on mm. in, in all of this. But yeah, I do think there's there's another side to me on, whether it's a capital D demon or whether she's just, that's just her rationalization. I don't know. I, my brain is mush. Gotcha. 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 And, and there's this really great moment. Um, well, it's probably my favorite moment in the murder basement where Kate, she kind of fucking, it all hits him at once. It's like, dude, all she wanted you to apologize for was treating her like shit. I think that's, like, one of my favorite moments, like, in the entire story is, like, when he's there, like, and he just kind of resigns himself. He's like, God damn it, that's what I didn't do. Like, she didn't give a shit about you going into the ritual storehouse. It was never about that. And, like, in that moment when he realizes, and he basically just gives himself up. He's just like, you know, like, if if this will sate, like, whatever's wrong with you, by all means, take it out on me. But even then, he's kind of standing up for himself because he starts using his silver tongue yeah. and playing with Mion's feelings. If if he just had like, had just like, gave himself for dead, for dead and was just like, okay, whatever, I die now, mm-hmm. that would have been like, no, Keiichi, you're 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 just letting other people use you, you, you dang dish sponge. <laughs> but no, he, when he tries to sacrifice himself, he does it in the noblest way. Yeah with a big speech and 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 that's how that's his that's like his only talent like it's his talent and ultimately it's what spares him because she does like all she does is she zaps him with with the taser and or or with the stun gun she puts him out and he just kind of wakes up and we we kind of we, 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 we kind of reach the, 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 the weird, the very weird sort of epilogue for this chapter where things... Oh, God, the <laughs> oh boy. Hey, Uichi, hey, that was epilogue. wasn't it? <laughs> so, Weirdest epilogue of the four. So Keiichi is miraculously spared, but he actually ends up stabbed by <laughs> Mion trying to give her the doll. Ah, it was so frustrating. <laughs> she shows up as it, she shows up at his house. She warned him, like, if you ever see me again, I'm not gonna be who you think I am. 
And he goes out to meet her anyway with the doll and tries to give it to her and she just fucking stabs his ass. And she stabs his and she says she has a very important line, I think it's very important, is she says she I did it, I killed everyone I wanted to kill. Kill everyone I wanted to kill. And I think that's very important. That's a very important line you might want to keep in your head going forward. I think that's very good stuff. So he's in the hospital, and and uh, our good boy Oishi drops by with some porn, and and <laughs> he's got some cigarettes, some, porn. some cigarettes, and he's got some pretty big bombs to drop on KG at this point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, that's the only word you have for it, bombs. <laughs> oh boy! So so um. Uh, Shion is dead. Shion fell from an apartment window in Okinomiya. That's the first bomb that gets dropped. The second bomb, the one that's just... Wait, what? They found Mion's body at the bottom of the well with Rika, Satoko, the mayor, and Oreo. (gasps) What? That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's Okay, yeah. And the coup de gras. Is that through 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 an autopsy on Takano's body, they found out that she was somehow dead 24 hours before Watanagashi. What does that mean? <laughs> the this dead is... are walking around a lot right this now. Oishi Oishi is a dirtbag cop. I know there's thematic reasons why he has to drop the bombs the way he does, but he's talking to Keiichi like a suspect. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't say, here's your, here's a gift I know you'll like, not something I like. He gives Keiichi a gift. He's like, here's what I like. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Bad pervy. Not not the good pervy. Not good pervy. And he's like, like, he doesn't really say something like, uh, well, you know, we... He might have said, okay, well, Shion's dead, but she didn't suffer. Uh, don't worry about Mion. Uh, he could have just said, she's dead. You don't want to know the details. He has to give Keiichi the third degree and then be like, well, we actually think Mion died right away. So Yeah. The, the, the reason why he did that is because, you know, to according to Keiichi, Mion stabbed him. Uh, yeah, so it's just like, are you sure that Mion stabbed you? Because she's been dead since the day that we found you in the well. Or and the worst part is that Shion uh, died as well, I think, on the same night. Yep. Or at least similar. Yep. Like, it was the same night, yeah, that's right. Even though Mion also said she killed her too. Like, they make it sound like that she killed me. Uh, Mion killed Shion also. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, uh, the anime does that as well it's like it sh- it like literally shows it actually you. shows uh yeah. yeah oh wait so 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 that's a clue that that we in the anime we know Mion didn't die or that there was a Mion killing people we only see uh Shion's uh body a- after the fact yeah in the anime Okay, because there's that galaxy brain where it's like, <laughs> maybe the sisters playing this out the whole time. To, they're working together, but then they want there's the rap Takano. and no. Hmm. And there's Takano. That's a dilly of a pickle, huh? I'm gonna save my thoughts on Takano for after arc. Okay. Okay. 
Because okay. I have suspicion. So, so... And, and, and Keiichi, unfortunately, is killed by what seems like an apparition in the hospital room with him uh, of Mion. Uh, you see her Mion. in the mirror. Uh, you see her sneak up from behind, and he gets he gets that nail he gets that nailing done. She she's doing some architecture on that hand of his. Uh, oh, it's real. It's woof. So yeah, so I was in a hospital uh, earlier this year. I did not need reminders. No, that's <laughs> terrible. I hope nobody tried to 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 to, to hammer and three. I hope nobody tried to hammer three nails into each joint of any of your fingers. I think that would Ooh. be a, that, that would be a terrible fate to meet with. It's when you get like a stick and you just like, keep smacking the stick underneath your bed every time you get back to your hospital. Yeah, there bed. you go. That's all you got to do. That'll keep yeah, that, that, that keeps yeah. the neons at bay. Yeah. <laughs> so so what are our final thoughts on Watanagashi coming out of it? Like with everything that just happened, this arc is very it's very different but it parallels in a lot of ways with Onikakushi. What are some final thoughts? Like go ahead, feel free to spitball whatever you like here about this particular arc. I feel like it has a good start and finish mm -hmm. sort of story. Like with Onik Onikakushi Oh, not Kakuchi, the first art. Mm -hmm. Everything is just like, you know, so confusing. Like, you have no idea what the heck is going on. Mm -hmm. At least with Watanagashi, there's a start and then there's an end. Yeah. Like, you know how the story ends because, you know, obviously Keiichi gets uh, the greatest hand manicure <laughs> ever. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, this, this one art is like a perfect telling of a story of of uh, Hinamazawa. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, it's just like, how did all this stuff happen? But then yet, the first arc happened also. Like, are we supposed to be like, neither of these two stories are related? Like, are they like two completely different, different tellings of things? I think anything before Watanagashi is almost freely able to think that it could be happening overall but maybe just differently so do you, so, so, uh, so you're taking some stabs at how this uh, how this structure is now yeah okay. basically how basically how uh, say for example uh, just as the the game itself said um uh Keiichi's making different choices throughout each arc and whether what choice he makes uh, that could branch in a different way okay Okay. Uh, that's just of how this is, like the um, because we know in arc three he's already introduced the Shion. Yeah. Uh, in that particular way, maybe some uh, variation of those events that happened in arc two mm -hmm. also happened to arc three off, you know, off to the side. And I, and I'll go ahead and confirm that like Shion does exist in Onikakushi. She's just not in the story. Uh, so so like yeah. this series kind of operates in that like. For the most part, the past is the past, and that is like, and that is fixed. Uh, anything that happens within the time frame that's being told and narrated, those are the variables. Mm -hmm. So, the, this of... story it, before Watanagashi is very malleable. Yeah, and you can and uh, different things can happen that will affect the story going on. What story? It technically was still because it's not just one story; it's four different in this arcs at least. It's four different stories really mm -hmm. 
uh, all using the same pieces to tell something different. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. But uh, with similar themes. Uh, Raven, any final thoughts uh, from Watanagashi? I think it's the most plot-heavy yeah. arc. The first one, I think the I can't put my finger on the, the first one, but the second one, it's where we get all the plot-heavy stuff. We get more of the background on the town. We get this that Mion, even putting Mion and Shion, that's a microcosm of how there's a duality to everything, mm-hmm. but mostly to Mion, that there's the fact that she doesn't even talk about her twin sister shows that she's got deep, deep secrets. Mm. And yes, you know, the other arcs, they do their own thing, but this is the one where you, it's the most plot heavy. It's the meatiest. I, I think it's the most dense. You get so much in this arc. You get a lot of really good character drama. You get so much of Hinamizawa and its history and, and how that all ties together everything. Like, this is the arc where everything kind of feels like if they hadn't already figured out the details in the first game, this is where they had finally settled on everything and were able to comfortably mm-hmm. delve into the details of making this world a lot more tangible. Cool. So those are our final thoughts on Watanagashi. There's one thing I wanted to ask. Sure. I don't know if it's like relevant to anything at all. But, okay, okay. Well, let's hear uh, it. Back, back when we were trying to discover where um, Rika and Satoko went, mm-hmm. there's a scene where Mion mm-hmm. is talking to Eichi about all of the misfortunes that have happened to Satoko. Yeah. And basically, she, you know, starts to go a bit crazy like mm-hmm. she uh gets violent she shakes the ladder she, uh starts big mutter- scary eyes big scary eyes she mutters things in crazy and crazy talk she seems very um angry at satoko in particular yeah i was like is there is there some kind of uh story between her and satoko maybe it's a clue maybe it's a clue maybe it's a clue keep it in mind Tuck that knowledge into the back of the old brain. We'll see how yeah, that goes. That scene really made me think that maybe Mion was not the uh, not the um, instigator in Arc Two. That it turns out she might have been is is the way she kind of it, the way that shook her up so much, and the way that way that it really didn't seem to later on. Yeah, like I wanted somebody to bring that. I didn't want to bring that scene up myself because I don't want to guide you, Pete. I don't want to guide you all to the answers. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm glad that you got, you brought that scene up because I think that's a really important scene because it's so weird. Like, like why is she so suddenly angry at Satoko? There's some reasons we find out in arcs two and three. Mm-hmm. Because I, I you can kind of make some. In, I, I just make some inferences a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know about the Hinamazawa Dam project. We know about Satoko's family. Her parents were um, against the uh, the protests. Yeah. Uh, because and, and actually, it's a the reason why it's a class reason. Honestly, um, it's because the uh, the money they would have gotten from the government uh, would have actually helped support them all. Yeah. Um, more so than just living in Hinamazawa. Yep. And being under basically the, the Sonazaki family, who are the one supporting the dam, but they are also the most prominent, and that's 
It's maybe more of a theme for arc three. I yeah, think. like the Hojo's Opinion. have an unfortunate past. Like, like they're, they're, they 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 supported the damn project and sinking Hinamizawa. Um And they, I, if if we go by the curse of Oyashirasama being a thing, they paid for it. Mm-hmm. So now, granted, we it, we've come into question here: is the curse of Oyashirasama? actually a curse or is it the sonozaki families and even though we have an answer we're still not quite sure mm-hmm. lots of interesting and that's the best part we have an answer but that answer has more questions <laughs> like like by this point I, I will tell you now by this point like the the, the mystery is solvable uh mm-hmm. what's going on in hinamizawa is actually solvable um so that, like i'll just leave that i'll leave that there so, oh boy. All right, everybody. Are you oh ready? Are, are you ready? <laughs> the difficulty is the worst. As we, <laughs> as we oh welcome Tatari Goroshihin. This is a chapter centered largely around a character that I'd kind of goaded our... Uh, like, when I started noticing that we had first-timers... I started goading the audience. Um, oh boy! I, 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 I was wondering how much this would have bitten us in the ass, and well, you know, it happened. I, I goaded, did not see it coming. I goaded our our first timers into. We were dunking on this character a lot. We turned her into quite the meme. A lot. Satoko Hojo became known as the trash child. Garbage Girl. child, <laughs> garbage gremlin, <laughs> etc. Gremlin. Throughout the course of the first two chapters. And she is the character that takes center stage this time around. And I think by, oh. <laughs> so I think by this point everybody had probably grasped the pattern that each chapter is gonna center on a character. So how did you feel going into a chapter where it's just like, oh, Satoko's going to be the uh, the lead? What were everybody's thoughts coming into a Satoko chapter? It'd be nice to get some kind of fleshing for this character because otherwise she's basically been pretty irrelevant. Mm-hmm. She's either been in the background or killed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so far, or has uh, or or has uh, made some wacky hijinks for. Uh, Keiichi to suffer through. Yeah, she is a trap master. She is very good at setting devious traps. As so, we learn in the uh, in the one in the tips, scene. we get tips in this tip. time where she like we get trap master tips where there's there are three courses. There's beginner, intermediate, intermediate, and advanced. Those are fun little tips where she <laughs> traps her. her <laughs> we get Rena with a bucket on her head running around. <laughs> I really wish we had those tips as like an animated short. Like, those would have been so great. Done like an OVA for just all the like, little silly hijinks of that kind of stuff. Yeah, like that would have been like. Thanks for buying the DVDs of Higurashi. Enjoy these silly scenes that weren't actually relevant to the story, but we're gonna put them in here because we want to just have fun with the characters again. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't call them irrelevant either. They're they're, they're characterization building. Yeah, they're, they're character building. Yeah, yeah. And they had a lot. They had a lot of work they had to do uh, to bring Satoko to the foreground here. Uh, she needed a lot of work. Yeah. So, so like I said, I intentionally set us up for this. I knew that, as Hideo Kojima put it, we would feel sorry for our words and deeds. 
like it was so bad that like I lit like we like the YouTube thumbnails for this arc were <laughs> just a toko in a trash can. And then gradually out of the trash <laughs> and can. And then we literally had to take her out after a certain point because I couldn't I couldn't go on doing it anymore. Um so I didn't know what like I knew that it was gonna hurt. But I didn't know that this chapter was going to hit the way it did in visual novel form. This is probably the most potent um, despair I think I've ever felt on a stream before. Uh, There were many points during this where it's literally like, yeah, I'm actually crying on stream and I can't stop this. Um, This is too painful. Um, So it's very obvious... That, that, that I think by this point that everybody in this story is kind of carrying something. They're dealing with, with some sort of trauma or a deeply embedded personal issue. And those play out over the course of these stories. Um, you know, we saw it with KH kind of going crazy in the first arc. We, we saw a lot of things happening, like with Mion's shit going on. Like there's obviously things going on and 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 either we're getting glimpses of them to get an idea um, or they're putting it out. And this is like sort of the first time where with Satoko, her trauma is played out without any obfuscation. It's, it's ugly. It's grounded. It's real. Uh, She's the victim of child abuse and the game doesn't play with this topic at all. No, Um, this is probably the most serious I've seen mm, from a lot of things. Yeah. It, it explores, this topic in a way that is very uncomfortable, but is very necessary um, to 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 get a, to get the point across of how serious this issue is. Um, it gets across the helplessness that those on the outside often feel, knowing uh, that someone that they care about is going through all that, and it explores the extremes that one would go to in order to try to save someone. Um, there's a lot going on in this chapter. Um, so, so, so as the chapter starts out, like we start seeing this sort of camaraderie uh, develop between Satoko and Keiichi, where they've kind of been at each other's throats the first two arcs. This time, we sort of get a different view on that, where it's like, like, like Rika kind of pulls him to the side. It's like, you know, you're kind of like taking her back to a better place. Like you're making her feel better by doing the things that you're doing because you remind her of her brother. like, And that's super cool. Could you keep doing that for her? It's probably a really good thing. And we get a lot of really great moments. Uh, like like the learning to cook uh, scene is one of my favorites. Um, where <laughs> she comes and takes over the kitchen because the boy is literally about to burn down the entire fucking house. <laughs> he's... he's... Yeah, no. Master Chef. That's, uh, that, that's not cooking, that's arson. He is a fucking disaster in the kitchen. Um, Rika says 100 points. 100 points! <laughs> you almost broke down the house. 100 points. <laughs> so how did, how did it feel, kind of seeing these two characters come together and sort of finding this softer side to Satoko's personality? It was hard work. Mm-hmm. It was it was a nice like like I was saying before, Satoko wasn't really given much of a character besides just being the side prankster character. Yeah. But to now to actually have her like, you know, humanizing basically, like from being just like from the wall side character to, you know, 
an actual fleshed out character who has, you know, very important story involved with her that, you know, we just discover about. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see, you know, Keiichi being the Suedo big brother for for her. Yeah. Like it's very heartwarming and wholesome, like the way that their relationship develops naturally. Um like the way that she actually becomes comfortable thinking of him as a surrogate brother. Um like like and 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 it's just like you start realizing the weight that she's really carrying um when they talk like like because like we start talking a lot more about Satoshi at this point um and mm-hmm. like everything he went through prior to quote unquote transferring or or leaving or running away as KH he sees it like he's very angry that like like how dare you leave this sweet child behind like like, why would you do that? That's the, like, the most, like, it's the most, like, the selfish thing you could do. Um, uh, so how do we feel about that? Like, learning more about, like, sir, like Satoshi's circumstances. Like, we obviously know, like, how he, he is tied into the, 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 the murders now. Um, mm-hmm. how, how did that make you feel? She's she's not really involved in this arc too much, but there is a scene in particular when, uh, at the, uh, at the shrine... Uh, when uh, when uh, Shion shows up, mm-hmm. or somewhere around there, I think, and, uh, so, and then Keiichi mentions Satoshi to her, mm-hmm. and her reaction's kind of interesting. It's very violent, um, right? There is a she is, does not want him. She's not want Keiichi saying that he transferred. Yeah, like this is at all. Yeah, like and it's... now we know. I think from that we know that there is some sort of relationship there with Satoshi and uh, Shion at some point. Yeah, um, I don't know what it is yet, but I something tells me that Shion knows something about this. Mm. Um, the other thing is that um, like learning more about Satoshi, we're learning his place more about his place, like what who he was and his own relationships. Um, that sort of help us with that arc one a little bit. Uh, we learn about coach, uh, Irie. We learn about Irie's, um, reaction to the, uh, to the, the Hojo family's issues. Yeah. Like he's it, what they're going through. Yeah. Um, the children he's, uh, specifically. He's very sympathetic to both Rika mm-hmm. and Satoko's situation where they both have lost their parents and, uh, being a, like a, an adult, there's still not a lot he can do about that, um, which becomes a bigger issue later. Um, yeah, like it's 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 it's, it's um, it, it, the way they kind of set like 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 the specter of Satoshi has been hanging over this entire story for a while, so we're starting to peel that back a little more. We're getting him more involved with that by kind of learning about him more through his sister and how like she's growing with like, like to have this warm nurturing relationship with KH. He threw that. Um, Likewise with Rena and Mion, just kind of saying also, they kind of don't know what happened to him. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. I think, I, I don't think they're hiding anything really. I think they don't know. Mm. They're probably just kind of told to say that he transferred. And I, I, I believe Max should this at this point. So, you, uh, so you, you 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 think that like they're not actually hiding anything at this point? I I at least Rena, at least for sure Rena, mm-hmm. uh, and well at least maybe I don't know. Rena's good girl. Rena's good girl. Rena's good girl. <laughs> Mion is a good girl sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. 
when she's not head of the Sonozaki family. Right. And however, um, I I'm wondering exactly like with this arc in particular, it, it's the one that's also the most. There might be something supernatural going on here, mm-hmm. but it's also it could also be in Keiichi's head. Okay. In a way. Okay. okay. Uh, th- this is very similar to arc one in that we're going to question just what it, I, I don't one hundred percent trust Keiichi, especially after a certain point. Okay. Okay. Any thoughts, Raven? I trust Keiichi. I, I <laughs> I'm maybe this is coming off as me being contrarian, but this mm. is an arc where I think. I think the, there's the least hint of something supernatural. I do think I do notice that um, past a certain point, Kichi does start acting the way Reina started to do when she was stalking and threatening Kichi in uh, Onikakushi. Mm-hmm. Past the part where Mion started getting overtly violent and threatening in um, Watanagashi. Keiichi does this here too, past a certain point, but there's no there's no doppelgangers, there's no vivid hallucinations. I think he, I think this, um, in my mind, I may be wrong. Um, I I don't have any silver, don't have any smoking guns that says, oh, like I'm watching this whole thing going is like someone left-handed, is someone like allergic <laughs> to, to peanuts? There's got to be some hint, and I can't find it. But here. I think it just happened the way it looked. That, that's the feeling I'm getting. Do you like? You think that this arc is very much what you see is what you get? That, that's where I'm going to put my money okay. on. I'm okay. probably going to be played by the fool because going into it, I thought, oh, we're going to get more uh, more Satoko playing pranks and you know uh, and, and being sad when she gets caught. And <laughs> I, I got. I got taken to school. Oh boy! We really got taken to school uh, by this uh, chapter. So maybe should have learned a lesson, but I didn't. I I'm going to be like, nope. Th- this is uh, this is where the duality and the ambiguity breaks down, and and we get what we see. Man, so so so, uh, Satoko's uncle returns. Um, returns. I, I think I, other people might chime in because I've got opinions about that that you tie got, into what I said. You got you got opinions about Satoko's uncle? Um, when, oh wait, no, there's when he returns the first time when, oh, no, he, he, when he quote unquote returns. Well, when he returns, like this is when things start going bad. Uh, things start going bad mm-hmm. for Satoko. It's obvious that she's being abused at home. She's being kept home to like make him food. Like he's ha- he's got a bunch of drunk friends over, and they they're just using her as a maid basically to make food, run to the store, shit like that. And people know it's happening. Like there's obvious signs of physical abuse as well. And it's one of those things where it's just like it's an open secret, but there's nothing we can do about this. And like I said, we explore that in in, in one scene in particular where. Keiichi's kind of just had enough of it and he's like why aren't you people doing anything you know like the Sonazakis you guys are super fucking rich and you could pull her out of there at any point and, and like at, at this point it's very evident that Keiichi's kind of crossed a line that he shouldn't um, because we get kind of one of the most devastating Rena scenes I think ever 
That was the best scene. It's one of the Ren. best scenes. Like Rena oh. fucking goes off on Keiichi in a way. She takes she takes his big boisterous speech and turns it against him. It's like, well, your parents like you've got this giant fucking house. You all are fucking rich. Why haven't you done anything? How come you're such a shitty friend? Like, and it's just the way she spends the next five minutes cutting him down. Uh, got it. We solved the problem. Let's go hunt for treasure. Oh my <laughs> that, god! That, hurt. that fucking hurt. That was, like, <sighs> that, was, that was scathing. There is, and, and the best part too is that there's a big difference between the spooky stuff where Rena is going off in that situation versus this situation where, where she. We know the game is being 100 percent straight right now yeah we, like it's, it's being right now we're calling keiichi out yeah like and, and that's, what, that's what the story calls for she decimates him like there is nothing where keiichi mayabara once stood uh she, out on the she it. burns him to the fucking ground um that's a big theme through this arc as well is the in uh, kind of the understanding of Hinamazawa mm-hmm. is that there is a there is a class there, oh, yeah. there are class Hinamazawa citizenship yep and those who do not fall like, kind of fall in line with the Samazakis get hurt yep that's kind of what's happened that's a lot of what's happened here I think mm-hmm. uh, especially with the Hojo with the Hojo family oh yeah like the the Hojos especially bear the brunt of like what is going on here Right. Um, and another very powerful scene we get um, is uh, very, a very – I don't mean ugly as in like like I'm, I'm saying that it's ugly and it shouldn't ever be seen. But ugly is it – like there's a very ugly PTSD uh, sort of meltdown we get with Satoko uh, in the classroom. Sort of like, you know, she's had all these days off from school and she comes back to school because, you know, child welfare – services have been called and then like obviously we've got to send her back to school now because the jig, the jig is up and they know that Tepe is being a shit so he doesn't want to get caught so he sends her back to school and is basically just like you can kind of guess that she's been told to keep her fucking mouth shut and uh you know act like nothing's wrong and that's what she's doing um <laughs> and I did not expect the anime to go so hard on this scene either oh like, god yeah, like the it, anime scene is just as it's is, a, it's just as brutal. It's just as brutal, and it's twice. Yeah, <laughs> it's twice. Oh yeah, it does it twice. Forgot Ugh. because it's the it's the end of an episode, and it's the beginning of the next one. Yeah, we we've got to give we got to give the voice actress a lot of credit to be mm-hmm. able to kind of pull off scenes like this. You got to go to an ugly, ugly place. That I think. Cry. Satoko's crying. Satoko's crying literally goes through me like a brick because it is so fucking real. Like, there is a realness to the way that that actress can uh, present what needs to be presented in those scenes that literally is Mm -hmm. devastating. Um, and, And those scenes are hard to read. It's hard to watch. Because, again, it's coming from... A, a real place. Like while we were reading, while we were going over this, it came up in chat um, that Ryukishi had actually worked, had done government work before he started doing visual novel stuff. And the fact that he had probably seen shit like this um, is it, a very uncomfortable reality of why it's probably written the way it is, and why 
it's so real um mm-hmm. and and just traumatizing to read and to you know like if it's traumatizing and it hurts this much to read imagine what it's like going through that and that coupled with the fact that the voice actress is so potent at getting those things across those were very hard streams to get through um mm-hmm. Like it's not like you can't sit there and make that entertaining. You can't, you can't do the ha ha streamer thing. You can't sit there. You can't make that funny. You can't make that entertaining. You have to just take that as it is. Um, boy. Um, the worst I think part of it too is just what we learn from the tips later on. Oh boy. Um, Satoko calling the uh, child protective services. Yeah, on her own stepfather, uh, just from an argument. Yeah, and, um, and then just like taking this specific case, uh, the case of Satoko, not seriously. Yeah, any time that it's called again because yeah. of that particular incident. Yeah, that and precedent. that's really just overall that just hurts. It's it's real feel bad, man. That, it, it just hit me that one tip where mm-hmm. it's really just statistics over a picture of Satoka. Oh. And it's like, yeah, to some uh-huh. people, she's just a number because yeah. you just can't really save everybody. Yep. Like the the like, and the funny thing is, like in the original, like they didn't have the picture of Satoko there. It's only in the later versions, so it's interesting. Like, like they were trying to really make that parallel of like, yes, like she's literally a statistic, and that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Sayara, how'd this make you feel? I hated it. <laughs> I fucking hated it. I fucking hated it. No, it's like the I. I don't really have a, uh, how do I even want to put this? I didn't have this kind of situation of, like, you know, family problems like that Mm -hmm. in my upbringing. Like, all these kind of things Mm -hmm. are just, like, that actually happened kind of story. It makes you privileged or whatever, but it's, like, you know, by culture, that was just not a thing that happened. Right. Right. It's like it's just like Jesus Christ, all this is like going on and like you feel so helpless. Yeah. Even more so now, like from before. You know, obviously you're 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 the audience watching basically what's a, a complete meltdown happening right in front of your face. It's like you can't do anything. Yeah. And if you try to do anything, she's it doesn't com- make a damn difference. It's it's mm. the complete inconsolability of those moments where like all she's doing is crying for her brother and like he's not coming back. Like the only thing that could solve this situation is not going to happen. Like so you have to let that moment run its course. And and it's just oh. like I I this story hit super hard for me because I grew up knowing people that went through child abuse and neglect. Um and they like it might not have been to to this kind of level but i've seen meltdowns happen like this i've seen people like go through some really ugly shit um and 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 that made a lot of this really really hard uh to get through uh and like like and, and you know I'll, you know like i said earlier it's it's just one of the most emotionally potent uh arcs they could have done because it's so fucking grounded uh whereas mm-hmm. like 
the other arcs kind of have a an almost fantastical feel to them where like oh okay she's just slipping into insanity and Mion's a demon Satoko is an abused child having a PTSD meltdown oh mm-hmm. and then lies about it afterwards and then that's lies. what drove me the most nuts about it it's like oh everything's fine I'm fine and, and that's the shitty oh, part is that's how it actually happens it goes right up to the very first time we see Satoko is that she provokes Keichi, gets a little thump on the forehead, and then runs to Reina, and as Reina's comforting her, just just gives a raspberry to Keichi. Yeah, yeah. We know that, well, I mean, she's a kid. She's yeah. a kid, but mm-hmm. she's got a problem with the truth. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh boy. Uh, so, Keiichi, uh, in order to rectify this situation, uh, to kind of speed things along, he kills the uncle! He just straight up... The only up... solution we got! The only solution we got! We just gotta kill him! Like, he's right? just like, he goes through all of these solutions, like, he's like, okay, I'll, I'll take Satoko and I'll hide her at my house, and, and, and I'll sneak her food, and, 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 well, where's she gonna use the bathroom? Fuck, I've gotta kill the uncle. <laughs> his parents won't even let him have have dinner in his room. This is this is not going to work. This is Keiichi's problem with uh, trusting other people. He wants to like mess with his parents and eat and like not eat dinner with them instead of saying, "Hey, uh, can I at least talk to you? I'm really kind of torn up about my friend. Not necessarily moving her into the house. Even it's just he doesn't tell his parents." Um, just what what's going on in his life? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's something that like you think um, could probably help at some point. Like, I, I, like Keiichi's parents, they seem like pretty good people. Um, and I think you think that like maybe if he talked to them, they that like I'm not saying that they would say, oh, well, she can come move in, but like there's obviously like an outlet here. Like maybe like if you would talk to your mom about something other than murder. I mean, to be fair, he does talk to his mother. He talks but to his mom. Crime. Hey, mom, how do I do the perfect crime? <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> just don't have a beginning. That's all you gotta do. Right. The perfect crime is there's no beginning. <laughs> um, uh, uh, that's that's, great, that's a great scene, though. <laughs> the only yeah. only problem with you know trying to find other outlets is. He tries that mm-hmm. to some extent with the teacher, Chie. Yeah, like and they try. He basically dismisses any kind of solution that she gives also because it's like, none of that's gonna work. We've already tried that and this and that. You know, it's just like, you know, would he have gotten the same kind of advice from his parents? Or like, you know, or worst case scenario, why do you make this your concern, KG? Yeah, you know, like you know, problems to worry about we are talking about a japanese society and those are very realistic outcomes mm-hmm. so uh so, so come watanagashi um keichi is like hey uh yo y'all want to take care of satoko for me that'd be great uh which is an unfortunate parallel to the same thing that happened last year um where S- satoshi had said, hey, you want to go uh, take Satoko to the festival for me? <laughs> um, and, and everybody's just like, okay. Whoa. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, so 
Keiichi goes and does the murder. Uh, almost gets caught doing the murder. Uh, by one, mm. by one Takano. Oh boy, that's good. Good times, that, right? That was so wonderfully tense because they're they're both like they're both like we just have to make sh- pretend like this never happened because it's going to just dig us deeper if one of us kills the other. Yep. It's a very mm-hmm. tense moment. Like Keiichi at the moment, I love that he's like, "Man, I should have killed this bitch." The whole ride, he's just like, "Man, how do I kill this bitch? I need to kill this bitch." And it's so obvious. She just, she just says like, "Oh yes, I just so happen to have a bicycle exactly like my boyfriend." <laughs> no, he's not here. <laughs> I don't know where he could be. Hmm. I can say that he's a lot like an elephant uh, with a trunk. <laughs> I've got things about you got Takano. you got things to say about Takano. Well, unfortunately, the next day Takano's dead because Cage he he willed it apparently. So Cage he kills I, I, the uncle and. He, he's like, man, I really wish I hadn't ran into Takano. God, I hope that bitch fucking dies. And oh, she fucking dies! Well, I'm off the hook. I don't have to tell anybody about my murder. I should have wished for a million yen. God damn. <laughs> so, it's and at this... I tell anybody about my murder all day. <laughs> so, so, it's at this point that uh, Keiichi kind of starts getting some thoughts in his head. He's like, wait a minute. I thought I thought about her dying, and I killed her. And I've already proven that I can kill people. What if I'm the curse? What if I can curse people? Interesting. Interesting thought to carry forward. So like you do, like we go back to school. And, 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 and Satoko comes back to school. And the uncle's returned. Well... What? 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 Indeed, I have some what's. You got some what? So apparently, uh, yeah, like, Satoko's, it's fine. Like, Satoko, like, yeah, like, I can't, like, yeah. And apparently, like, (laughs) whoops, she didn't go to the fucking festival. Um, She didn't go to the festival and she made dinner for her uncle, who was murdered. How's, How's, how's that work? I don't know. Yeah, that that, that whole section left me like in a complete in a complete jumble. Because mm-hmm. there's like three different stories, three different kind of situations <laughs> that are happening all at the exact same moment. And yeah. there's like no clear cut answer given to any of them. It's just like we have we have Keiji who says that he went and he murdered this man. Mm-hmm. Buried him, ran into Takano and you know, did all that stuff. Wished her to be dead, and, he, and she dies. Mm-hmm. And you have everyone saying that they saw Keiichi at the festival just having a jolly good time. Yeah. And um, in the anime, they, they show like the exact same sequence of story that happened in like the first arc, where it's just like you mm-hmm. know we shot all the we shot guns and you know uh, we had fun with Tomitake. We did. We yeah, did. he he was the worst shooter, and we gave him the penalty game, and you know we got a big old bear from. For Rena and everything was fun and handy and dandy. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's just like, well, then also Satoko didn't go to the festival because she was home with her uncle who did more stupid shit with her. And it's just like, the, the, who who was where and what actually happened? Mm-hmm. So, so there's only one way to confirm what's going on. Let's just go back and dig up the body. Genius. Well, someone Let's beat not- you to it. <laughs> so we go back. And then, and we, oh boy, domo, domo. Welcome. We run into our good pal, Oishi, and he's like, yo, you want to dig that hole up? I'll, I'll, I'll watch. It'll be fun. You got, got time. Got, Oishi's got, got he's, he's got prime dirty cop all over him in this scene, and it's so please good. Give, uh, please give consideration to people waiting in the rain for you to dig up this hole, Ass. <laughs> He's so good. I love this scene with, with Oishi. It's so good because he's like he 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 swear he's he knows he's got this boy right. He swears it. He's just like he's he's reveling in it, and he's just like go he's ahead. Got an answer. He's got finally has an answer. Yep, and and eventually he's it's just like fuck trying. it. Like we're we're tired of being in the rain. We dig the hole. There's nothing in this fucking hole. There's a pipe. There is a pipe in this. And the pipe? Pipe is way deeper than the body should have been. What the fuck happened? <laughs> what happened, everybody? But then, but then the the bat was still gone, though. That's the thing that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like we, I killed this man, and then I threw his bike and, and his this bat, bat into the, into the freaking lake or the swamp or whatever. If only a girl like had a crush on us and also had experience disposing of dead bodies in, in better ways than we did. Is that is that is that a theory? This is pretty much the only one I have a theory on because okay. uh Mian and Reina, they already as soon as possible, they're like, Okay, uh Keiichi, we're gonna do something. We're gonna clean up your mess and Keiichi has to chicken out because he never trusts his friends mm-hmm. and the very and the thing is, is like we never see satoko's uncle we don't see him we're told he came True. back mm-hmm. so i think keichi really did kill him that's why i think this is the most straightforward i may not have an answer for everything but he killed uh uncle hojo uh, tepe 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 killed Tepe, buried the body, Mian and Reina got rid of it somehow, and somebody, somebody gave Satoko a really nasty uh, surprise, because we never know exactly what happened, only that she got miso poured on her, she got yelled at, she never says this may be an adult, but she never says that she saw her uncle with her own two eyes. He didn't mm-hmm. bring her to school. I think someone was trying to get her to kill herself. Oh my! Oh my! Well, and there's there's we can there, there's some credence to that mm-hmm. uh, in in, a, in an upcoming scene, perhaps. Uh, but before that, Keiichi's like, "All right, man, I'm going fucking nuts. Let's go talk oh. to the doctor." Um, Plotline. He goes and talks to the doctor, and he does the best thing possible, and just confesses to a whole bunch of murder. Um, I mean, that's what I do. That's what you do. Uh, and and Irie is obviously understanding. 
And Irie is obviously understanding. Uh, he's like, well, I mean, that's probably what we all wanted to do. That sort of solves the problem. Hold on, I'll be right back. And so he goes out, and Kate, she kind of overhears him talking about, like, you'll get the sedatives ready. Uh, we've got a live one here. <laughs> um, and Kate, gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. And at this point, we also then find out that Takano's dead at this yep. at this point. Yep. This is actually when he finds out that Takano's mm-hmm. dead. This is when he finds out that Takano's dead. And now that he's been betrayed by Dr. Irie, he's like, man, fuck you too. Flash forward to the next morning. <laughs> and he's like, all right. All right. I know Tepe's dead. I know I did the damn deed. I felt it. I felt that dude's skull crutch in. I felt it. I felt the whole thing cave in. I know what I'm talking about. So he's like, I'm just going to go to Satoko's place and I'm going to go, like, if the motherfucker's still there, I'll kill him again. <laughs> I, that's a good solution, honestly. That that's is. Like, if you kill somebody, if you kill somebody and you find out they're that they're mad. not dead, just go kill him again. Right. they had extra lives. they had extra lives. So he goes to Satoko's place, and it's kind of weirdly quiet. Can't find Tepe anywhere, but he does hear very. Uh, he does hear a shower going, a very loud shower, and it's like he goes, he tracks it down to a hot bathroom, where it's just like it's steamed up, it's super hot. Satoko is in some dire straits. She's kind of just in the bathtub, almost dying. Unfortunate. <laughs> So he has to, like, whip her out, try to get her cooled off, and be like, what What? What happened here? What's going on? And she's just like, yo, like, let, let's go to the doctor or some shit. Like, this kind of sucks. Um, so they, get, they run, they go, to the do- they go to the doctor's office, and when they get to the doctor's office, there's, there's cops everywhere. There's cops, and it's just like, what, and they over here? She's like, what? Shoot, don't want to deal with those. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, what, what's going on here? And they find out, uh, Irie's dead. He overdosed on painkillers. And Keiichi, Keiichi, being the logical, is like, oh no, I did it again. <laughs> I thought about somebody dying and I killed him too. Oops. He did it twofold even, because he did the same thing to Oishi. And then he did the same thing to Oishi because something happened to Oishi as well. Well, we just know he disappeared. We just know he disappeared. We know that he disappeared. Uh, so no, I think I know what happened to him. Something is amiss with Oishi because, like, who? Because the cops that are there at the scene at the doctor's office are also very worried about, like, we can't find him. So it's at this point that, like, we can we do the smart thing, and we say to Satoko, "Hey, you know what? I think about people dying and they die, and also I killed your uncle." <laughs> and she's just oh, like, yeah, "By the way," and she's just like, "Dude, you need to stop." Like, right now, this is real fucked up. Why are you... T- I'm an eight-year-old child. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> um, and this situation just gets progressively worse. She's like, dude, you need to get the fuck away from me. And he's just like, no, hold on. I need to tell you more about me being a murderer. Um, and, and like, Hold on. I know that I'm a murderer, but I swear I'm not going to murder you. Um, and this situation... I did it for you. He's... <laughs> He's making the situation worse and worse and worse by the moment. And Mm -hmm. just when you don't think it can get much worse. Oh, God. We reach the shrine grounds. 
A gaggle of crows have gathered around the offering box. Surely they are there for this morning's fine treat of bread, crumbs, and, and, and what have you. No! We have uncut. We have a. Un we have stumbled across the unfortunate corpse of one Ferude Rico who has been disemboweled and left naked on the altar. Well, um, and the visual novel doesn't show this very much. No, it. it, it, it but uh, the anime. The anime. Oh, oh boy! God, the anime like brings it up so frequently. Oh yeah, they love it. Like, oh, stop! Get the scene out of here. They love that Cutting scene. Cutting to it. Um, we know you're proud of it. We know you're very proud of this art, but please. Uh, so, so Satoko, Satoko sees this, and it's just kind of, oh, oh, okay, that's it. Like, I'm, uh, I'm done. Like, I'm, fuck it. <laughs> um, and she real, she thinks that Keiichi is the one that did this because he was kind of an idiot. He brought he brought a hatchet with him. And he wrapped it up in in some clothing, and the hatchet came unclothed. And she saw the hatchet and a disemboweled body. Uh oh, we put two and two together. It might not add up, but when, when Psycho Man has been telling you that he's literally killed everybody, and then you find the body of your disemboweled friend, and he has an axe. It's reason it's reasonable to think, hey, you probably did this. So he continues to chase her, which is the smart thing to do, obviously. Wow, well, well, exactly. Hey, this sounds like Renna. <laughs> yeah, like this is very much a weird analog to Renna chasing yeah. Keiichi down with the axe. Um, and they eventually end up on a creaky bridge, and he's like, "No, don't go on the creaky bridge. I'm going to come on the creaky bridge with you." Which That's I, a smart thing to do. He keeps making nothing but the smartest moves. Uh, and eventually this ends up with, with kind of like him making one last plea for her to believe him. And she's just like, just, dude, you don't belong here. And just eventually pushes him off the bridge. Uh, and he plummets to what we are supposed to believe is his demise. But it is not. <laughs> so, So where are we at at this point? Like... There's so much happening. What are y'all's thoughts at this point in the story of and like everything that is going on? I, I don't. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh uh, yeah. I'll let you go, Raven. <laughs> I I don't. I this is where it kind of left me stunned because Keiichi, I think he almost seemed like he had the right idea that you maybe tell someone if uh, if a lot of people are dying around you, but not the little girl. Um, and of course, he doesn't really learn because, oh, let me just get very, very vulnerable around the, the uh, emotionally charged person and hope they don't betray me. And he gets betrayed and... Uh, it is just so much. I mean, I I don't think Keiichi is right in that he wills people to die. Mm -hmm. I just think, yeah, it was very straightforward. He murdered exactly one person, and there were shenanigans happening around it beyond his control. But he let it get to him. Okay. Any other thoughts on that? So, something that uh, Satoko mentioned 
at the uh, the bridge mm-hmm. is uh, she brings up a situation where she ended up in the same taboo warehouse that uh, you know was seen as like the doom warehouse in previous arcs. Like when yeah, like, went. they were playing around uh, at one time, and she, like, they were playing hide-and-seek. And she went to, she, she, like, went to hide-in-there, but couldn't get out. That's sort and of the situation. Like, yeah, and she, like, broke something in there also. Yeah, yeah. So she, she readily believes herself now mm-hmm. that she's been cursed by Oyashira-sama. Yeah. like... You know, I've already screwed up, and now everything that's been going on is because I'm being cursed, you mm-hmm. know? So she, you know, after she uh, gets some kind of resolve in, like, you know, all the crap that's been happening within the last, like, you know, hours or so, yeah, she believes that Keiichi is just possessed by Oyashira-sama and, like, you know, does what she does because she's just like, get out of him! You're not really Keiichi. Don't lie to me like that. You're thinking that maybe killing, you know, killing him would well, free him yeah. from curse. Yeah. 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 That's a very powerful uh, scene, too. Oh, it's really a nice and official novel. Like, that art is so, such a good... Oh, man, yeah. Like, the, like the, the, yeah. the point of view of, like, falling from the bridge and looking up at her. Like, it's a real good moment. Um, just, yeah, just a real good CG there. Uh yeah, like so. But falling to his demise is not what happens. Keiichi actually survives being pushed off the bridge. Uh, somehow. After, <laughs> somehow. After making, uh, one very specific wish as he falls. He makes a wish that he wants this twisted version of Hinamazawa to die. Like, it's like, if I have the power to curse things to die, then I would want this horrible twisted version of Hinamazawa that I fell into when I murdered somebody. I want this all to die. I actually have that quote hidden that written down. Yeah, like that's a very Nobody important line. Will ever find themselves lost here again. Yeah. Um, so that like that's that's sort of like his final wish as he's falling to what he perceives to be his death. But he wakes up and uh, he kind of tries to get himself like dusted off as best as he can, back to his feet as well as he can, and it's it's quieter. Despite everything, despite the fact that it's fucking midday, like, and and he's like, hey, the place just smells weird. It smells like rotten eggs. Like, what is going and on? This and there's no sound. There's no sound of any cicadas, right? No, there's no cicadas. There's nothing. Right. It's everything. Dead. All the cicadas are dead. It's dead silent. And and, and so we soon discover that the, the entire fucking village got wiped out by a fucking gas disaster. Somebody farted on Hinamazawa. <laughs> Damn, Paul, you couldn't have held it. <laughs> I couldn't. Like, it was it was funny then, and it's funny now, goddammit. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, what we find out, like, is that, like, as he's making his way back, like, the, the some cleanup crew or rescue crew, whatever it is, like, they're bagging up bodies and, like, he sl- like he doesn't realize what all of these bags are on the ground at first that he's seeing until it's he realize until he realizes it's, it's a real good <laughs> moment when he realizes oh god those are body bags everybody's fucking dead and that's the Japan Self Defense Force yeah the JSDF <laughs> um, that's the JSDF like oh no like this 
this is bad. And, like, so he gets the play-by-play over the radio that, like, overnight, something fucked up happened, like some volcanic gas leak, and it just wiped everybody out. From underneath the swamp. From underneath the fucking swamp. What a fucking turn. Like... It, it, the the Hinamazawa gas disaster. <laughs> like, what a way to end this, like, positively emotionally charged arc by just like, oh, like, this is something entirely different. Because none of the other arcs had this drastic of an ending. <laughs> so now we've got this. So, what 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 the hell happened here? Like, it, like, Keiichi very clearly thinks that he's cursed everybody. What, what what happened here? Are, is it a curse, or or is this something man-made? Or is it just a natural disaster? You see, the, the way that the story, uh, the way that the story depicts it, mm-hmm. leaves out a, uh, I mean, it doesn't leave out, but, like, leaves you to believe that either method could be true, right? right. Like, Keiichi throws, you know, he throws, like, a gas machine into the swamp, among other things. Yeah. And then we also uncover, like, that one really giant old pipe. Yep. So that kind of gives you reason to believe, what if what Keiichi had done in, like, whatever kind of, like, hallucinatory state that he was in, like, killing killing the uncle or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, what if that was enough to tamper with the pipe so much to cause that giant gas leak to kill everybody? Right. On the other hand, you know... We've been told multiple times that Keiichi has the power to kill people mm-hmm. by using his mental death note, basically. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, what if Keiichi also has that power? You know, it's just like they give you both choices, and that just makes it so much better than just like, you know, a clear-cut answer. Mm-hmm. Which side do you land on? Are you are you, are you man-made or curse? I, I'm going curse. You're I going curse! With- I'm, I started with this man-made, mm-hmm. like, at first, but it just, there's so many, so many, like, loose ends that just don't make sense for it to be human-made, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, of course, they show you evidence that it could be human-made. Like, you know, Mion did all these crazy, uh, you know, tortures in the, in the happy house or whatever. Yeah, or, <laughs> happy you know, house! <laughs> or, you know, seeing, seeing... Yeah, seeing seeing Rika, uh, you know, basically murdered in the exact same way that was described in like the previous arc, where you know this is their ritual torture. Yeah, uh, like she had her guts stuff. pulled out. It sucked. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like there's so many ways that you can make it sound like it's man-made, but then there's just like, but why though? You know, there's there's no there's no clear reason as to. Why would any of these things actually happen? Mm. I mean, I have some ideas, but mm-hmm. I don't. I can't back them all up completely. Let's let's hear I, one or two of them. Like like like, I'm I'm interested. This is a speculation cast. Let's go. All right. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Moon Bay Barry, who's been uh, hovering over me and making sure I can focus on this. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Um, it could be someone with a grudge against the Sonazakis. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not really the power players here because the thing is, why would they mess up their good deal here? Maybe maybe this is all just someone trying to uh, break the hold they have on the town. Hmm. I have a similar thought. I, ha- I have two thoughts, actually, okay. to what's going on. and I-, I will go ahead and say both of them. 
All right. Uh, my first one is the man-made is is a man-made possible thing. Okay. This has been set up by the dam project long ago, mm-hmm. possibly as maybe revenge for maybe to get the dam built. Okay, well, there's obvious <laughs> motive to do it. Eventually, there is mo- there's to do it. Now, granted that maybe the disaster was t- was caused way further. Mm-hmm. It was much worse than possible. Mm-hmm. But I don't exactly know. That's actually my least likely, I think, because my other theory is a little less. It's a little more ghosty. Okay. Um, and it has to do with Rika. Okay. Because we get a bombshell dropped at the end of this arc uh, that the townspeople believe that Rika is the reincarnation of Oshiro Sama. Correct. And what if that death did it? Hmm. That is my main thing, and that is where I lead to. I there is one person in this entire series so far that is very much obsessed with Oyashiro-sama. Yeah. Not Rena. Nope. It's Takano. Hmm. And she I does... am very concerned hmm. of what that means. I, I don't know quite what that means yet. Like Takano um, has definitely shown. A, a huge interest, in, like especially in Watanagashi. We get her journal entries in Watanagashi, and we get her journal entries. Yeah, like I'm glad and you picked. They I'm glad, are very impressive. Yeah, I'm glad you picked up on like whose scrapbook we were reading. Um, that was very important to kind of pick up that note. I yeah. didn't want to bring that up until this point right, either. Right. So smart move, smart move. I like that. That gives us because... something to chew on. I definitely have a feeling that Rika's death has a lot to do. I, I actually do. I am. I am on the side of Rika being the, um, being that she is. The, you think I, she I, is the reincarnation? Yes, okay. I, I. I believe that. Okay. I am, and mostly that's because of the fourth arc. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is the fourth arc. More of me talking there, actually. But and that's going to be uh, some interesting shit. Later. Yeah, that's going to be some but, interesting uh, shit. Yeah, but I, I personally, th- I'm more believing that than the, uh, than the man-made one actually, because it's a little, con- it's a little weird for that one. My only other thing too is that Rika does die in another arc, and that is, uh, and that is, um, uh, the second arc. Watanagashi. But the conditions are different. But the conditions are very different. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that means something, uh, in this particular, um. If I were to say that is like a spiritual thing in this case, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the deaths being different means something also. Mm-hmm. Because the the death in the third is definitely some uh, definitely the similar to the to the ritual. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. See, there's a problem. There's not a problem, but there's like a, a comment to go with that. You say that the deaths, uh, the death of Riga in Arc Two and Arc Three are different. But what if they're not different? Like, that is true. Like, um, it's mentioned in the notes for a second arc that when Rika changed the lock for the, uh, the you know, the taboo shrine or whatever, mm-hmm. that, you know, if anything were to go wrong, it would be on the head of the Ferude family's, uh, you know, basically saying if something goes wrong with the temple, it's your guy's fault. You got to, you know make amends for what had happened. And since Rika is the only Furude remaining... That means she had to give herself up to whatever the divine punishment is for, you know, mm-hmm. disobeying the god. Which is portrayed again in the 
like the the gruesome way that she meets her end in the third arc because that's how they normally uh, ceremoniously you know butcher people for the, the sacrifice for yeah. for the god so then it's to that point it's like why would they why would somebody who's like you know applying that this is a man-made disaster why would somebody sacrifice the alleged reincarnation of Oyashiro-sama in the exact same fashion that you would sacrifice somebody to Oyashiro-sama? And I'm going to say it because someone's very, very obsessed with the Furude family and the the ritual and Oyashiro-sama. Hmm. I, I don't want to... Because I have no proof that Takano's alive at this point yet. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that she's dead at this point. Mm. And so now we're getting into the good, the meaty shit. Now she's because she's mm. already she's already a walking corpse. I don't trust that she's dead at any point in this series. But then, in arc we, two, do we have to believe the narrator then? Because it's said in the narration that she died at the same, like around the same time that we discovered that you know. Um, we try to escape from the the doctor's place. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the story is telling you, hey, by the way, she's dead. And I that's where my question is. We're not allowed to believe the narrator when anymore. Did die is the other thing, too. That, that's the other point. That That's the thing I'm not quite sure on here either. But that's where my mind is sort of going right now. And I, I trust my, in, I'm trusting my instinct on that one a little bit. So you're keeping a side eye on Takano for now. Yes, I my my eye is one hundred is like pretty much on Takano for any answer arc stuff. <laughs> hmm. Um now whether it's hundred percent for every arc, I'm not quite sure yet. Hmm. But all I'm saying is that whenever Cage starts having a bad day, Takano is right there. So is Shion. <laughs> she's hey, the one that's that, okay, too, but she's the one that told him about the death. And in this arc in particular too. Yeah. Uh she's the one that told him kind of gave him the nudge to hey you know killing on this day is a pretty good idea yeah like hey it might be you could probably overlook that i also don't trust that entire night Mm. (laughs) for uh, this particular i don't trust that entire span of time exact 100 percent right either because i I have a feeling that what Keiichi is experiencing might not be what he's seeing because mm. I, 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 I know Raven had the uh, thought that Mion and Rena mm-hmm. hit the body mm-hmm. afterwards. I don't know if I quite believe that, but then again, I have no proof of right. that either. So I'm not gonna like run that yet. Okay, but uh, did, do you have an answer for what they did do then? Because they wanted to drag Keiichi out right away. Hmm. I've got nothing yet, I think. And that, that's okay. the thing. I, I've got really, I've got no, like, like as well, I don't have any particular thoughts to that. I actually didn't even think of the Ren Meon until you said it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, what is that? I'm trying to think of, like, a game or something where, um, you know, it's like as soon as I try to answer half the questions, I'm getting more questions on the, other, on the supernatural side. If I answer them supernaturally, I'm getting mundane questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to in a, in a panic here. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's fine. No, I'm not. Uh, but this is just kind of a. We all have very different theories here, and it's kind of it's very interesting. I think that makes it fun, uh, and, and that's like that's part of play. Like like 
you know, a lot of the thing is like, like it's it's mentioned in the sort of the after party of the next one is that like yeah these games don't have a lot of quote unquote gameplay the gameplay is in theory crafting and trying to figure it out so like when you, before that's why they tell you like do all this theory crafting before you jump into the answer arcs like because that's where the gameplay is um so like that like this is like this is like this is this is this is sustenance for me like i'm eating this up (laughs) some of us some of us probably have some of it like right and some of it like completely like you know like each of us probably have something right and i'm not gonna say anything no don't say anything i'm not gonna confirm anything like the story will confirm it like i'm just here to tell the story so um as, as we close out perhaps the most devastating fucking chapter again the difficulty is the worst just a straight up crawl of every single person died Uh, and how they died or disappeared yeah and i find it interesting that uh both satoko and her uncle say miss do not say a death Mm -hmm. in that arc i I think that's interesting Mm. yeah like i remember right from the credit scroll i'm pretty sure that satoko and her uncle are not dead in that list. That crawl is important. Like every every like I like I said like when when we were uh, going through that stream, I'd say it would do you good to like go back and read that crawl and actually read the read the uh, the the like even though it's formatted weirdly, read the um the text under the main headlines too because that there those are actual mm-hmm. there's actual little synopses there uh, some of them repeat obviously a lot of them t- uh, some of them i noticed were uh, at least the ones i was able to kind of do yeah. until like, my head started hurting yeah uh, it, it was it like hurt your head. Very <laughs> yeah like, uh, like cage's parents have names yeah they do yeah <laughs> so any final thoughts on tatari goroshi this one hurt <laughs> it oh, still man. hurt it's yeah, good, not in like a like you know this is bad or anything. This is it's hurting a, like you know a very. It is a very powerful and real chapter. Um, really good. It just takes and your it's... feelings and smashes them over an anvil. Mm-hmm. It hurts even more when you play the music for the for the visual novel soundtrack. Oh God, yeah. Oh, the freaking the freaking like super cheery sunshine music that they play in the beginning of the arc. <laughs> The same music that plays at the end of the arc. I was just like, "Go oh, fuck yourself!" Trying <laughs> to kill me. It's very good. That's very good use of the visual novel format, though. Like that shit's smart. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely smart, and I applaud them for it. But, but- I also hate them for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, dare you play with my emotions this way? Is it? Uh, any more? Any more thoughts on uh, this arc then? Are we good? I don't know how I feel about Ira. He's kind of uh, he's a weirdo. He he's weirder than weird. Yeah, but uh, we we could probably wrap him up. He he's uh, he's he's got uh, he's in other chapters. So I I think he's well meaning, but maybe like like you kind of just like you, yeah like just the way that some of the things. Yeah, the way some things play out in this chapter, it's just like, are you, hmm, maybe a little bit for the brain to chew on. And then there's also the uh, the anime just kind of, in arc one, just using him completely in that one particular yeah. scene at the very yeah. end, yeah. Uh, where he is the one leading the van. Like, why is he there? Like, that's... Why is he there? Yeah, like, that's, hmm, 
Like I said, the, the other arcs do still allow you to maybe ask questions about that about that first arc. Yep. That first arc is still completely on the table. Like, like, they just use him as, like, uh, a placeholder character because, like, they didn't really have any other one else to use. Yeah. But then something else happens later on into the next arc mm-hmm. that I want to bring up once we get there. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, are we moving on then? Let's move yep. on. We're moving on to our final arc of the day, the shortest arc of them all, Himatsubushi-hen. Next, dive into the shortest chapter of the series, uh, but this one is of quite a bit of significance. Um, this chapter takes place largely in the year 1978, which is five years before the events of the three arcs that had taken place before this one, and our main character is a rookie detective named Mamoru Akasaka, and he is headed to Hinamazawa to investigate the kidnapping of a government official's son believed to be related to the ongoing Hinamazawa Dam project. So this one hits you up front with like a new perspective on the story um, and what it was like looking at Hinamazawa through the eyes of a complete outsider. Uh, what were you thinking coming into this one with this kind of like, this was, like this one kind of throws you off immediately, I think. Going from like the last couple of arcs where everything returns to like a status quo uh-huh. to be thrown out immediately to be like oh yeah well, by the way we're going back to 1978 instead of like you know happy fun times in Hinamazawa it's just like and we start out in 1985 two years after everything mm-hmm. has happened like and oh, the, yeah, that's right and that's the, right like the, it starts as a cutscene. yeah like that's the right. gas disaster happened like everybody's dead there's no one to really tell the tale of what's going on. It's just like we have this guy arriving at an airport. He's there to meet a friend, but then we go into flashback land of 1978. And we assume that this arc, this arc in particular, does take place at the same you know, in the same kind of timeline or something. Yes, as that third arc that we just had. Yeah, like there's reason to believe that they're they're related. It's mostly because of stuff that comes up later. Yeah. And also the gas. Mm, yeah. Like the, the big old fart on Hinamazawa. The Onigafushi fart. <laughs> the big Onigafushi heart fart heard around the world. Damn. The Onigafart. The Onigafart. <laughs> We're mature here. And Oni, sat da- and Oni sat down and farted. Y'all making ugly jokes. We are. Ugly. We are. We are. Sorry. Sorry. So, okay, uh, so, so what was your thoughts uh, heading into this one, uh, uh, Raven? What did you think? Like, new perspective. It was a little different because I uh, I think I, I didn't see this one until I caught up. Mm-hmm. I did see, I think, right in the middle of the rescue. So oh, right, I kind right, right. of jumped into this mm-hmm. and was actually kind of impressed that Akasaka is... In some ways, he's kind of vulnerable and naive the way Keiichi is, but he's got a lot more guts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not just an action hero, but also he's got a stronger sense of responsibility. He's not as easily cowed. So it it was kind of a shock to me. But I liked it. It's it's as wonderfully written as the other arcs. I think they're all on par. Cool, cool. Jetstorm, what do you think coming into this one? 
I have a weakness for police procedurals. Oh, okay. So you were here. You were checked in already. I was already checked in for this arc. I was like, ah, oh, hell yeah, here we go. I have. To, I, I'm sorry. It's a big weakness I have for in stories. I love police procedurals. Nice. And it's just how it's just who I am. I don't know. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So but you were like, I absolutely <laughs> love uh, this particular format of story. Cool. cool. Um, but. So yeah, I was already down for it, no matter what. Do you like Akasaka from the get go? I liked him from the get go, and I've I've liked Oishi as well. I think um, Oishi is an interesting study. I think, uh, and we and we I think that we get a lot of that in this arc in particular because uh, it's not long until we run into some familiar faces. We get to hang out. We get some quality hangout time with your boy absolutely. Oishi, and I think that. Of all the arcs, it helps us really kind of start to understand his mindset a bit. Even if you don't like, he's still a shitty kind of. He's still a shitty slimy cop. He's um, still so slimy. But he's it's so. Best, it's the character you need. He's a character you need, and I don't think that he's genuinely a bad person. Uh, mm. I think that this arc kind of gets that across. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's just got a way of doing his job um, that comes from an old mindset. Of and he's like, had some complications with this particular section of yeah, like know, his, his his area of, of what he has to do. Yeah, like his hands are really tied with how he can approach this situation uh, because mm-hmm. we're dealing with the protest of the dam uh, project, and he's really running up against that and how like he's trying to like. Like, it's obviously, like, we're looking into these people fucking around with the defense stuff. Obviously, it's the Sanazakis. Like, he's got his eye on them in particular. Um, Mm -hmm. And, 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 like, hanging around him, like, I think that this did a lot for his character in terms of just, like... If you outright hated him, I don't think that you outright hate him by the end of uh, this arc, I think. Um... If, if, if that makes sense. Where, where, where are we at with, like, the quality time we get to spend with Oishi, Sayara? I I actually really enjoyed hanging out with Oishi. <laughs> <laughs> you like playing Mahjong. Yes! Yes. <laughs> There's a real good to... Mahjong game in the middle of this yo, chapter. Yo, you know, I was actually heartbroken the anime does not have the Mahjong segment. Nope. At we all. need to... Mahjong makes people sexy. We need our own team. We need our own team. Like, as I said on Twitter, like I'm going to learn Mahjong just so I can never play Mahjong. Sexy Socks Club instead of the Joy Luck Club. I'm sure there's, like, online Mahjong we could play. There is. It'd be fine. That Nintendo Clubhouse game has a Mahjong. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Mm. Real Mahjong, right? Not not solitaire crap. No, it's the, it's a real deal. It, it's really the, 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 the same style like they have in the anime. Nice. So which is so, both good and bad because I learned how to play the Hong Kong style first. So oh. it's like these rules make any sense? <laughs> oh no! I know. I don't understand them either. So we have to like relearn it again. And, and that that scene in particular is written just like the other game scenes have been. Yeah, like where like they're like. Like, like the, 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 the club scenes are something that I wasn't sure how those would go over. Because I knew that there were a lot more of them in the visual novel than there are in the anime. And I wasn't sure that, like, as, like in visual novel format, like, how much I would enjoy reading those or how much, like, the audience would enjoy sitting through those. But 
what ends up happening is that they're written from such a positive and wholesome point of view that you can tell that the people, the person that wrote them was really having a lot of fun and you really get swept along in that. And it made those like, and I actually like really actually look forward to those scenes, like with every new arc now. It's like, Oh, like, like, and and like, I'm the last person that usually likes things like that, but it's just like, Oh, you get kind of pulled along because the person that's writing it is actually really excited to be writing it. And you, that really comes across, especially like in the Mahjong scene, which like, I don't Mm -hmm. understand Mahjong, but that scene was really good. Yeah. I think, I think that's how it, when the game tries to do an action scene, mm-hmm. it kind of works kind of like this when it's low-key, high-stakes action. Yes. Like, because really, Akasaka-san really could just beg, borrow, steal, or blow them off and say, like, oh, well, you know, I know I said I would, but... Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so... I, I kind of want to say it didn't quite move me as much when they're trying to do like a chase scene or a fight scene because there's all these short breaks of text and it might have worked better if it was like if it was like flying by faster. Yeah. But here it works. It almost feels like it's an action scene, even though it's four like three old guys and one young guy sitting around a table. Yeah, yeah, like this guy. Yeah, like we, we we have this guy. Yeah, like <laughs> we let that like they think that they got him, and it's, it's so good. Like it's just a real, real good scene. It really like again, all that palling around with Oishi throughout the entire chapter. Like even when like getting to like the, the fight scene later, where like he's like like you're back to back with Oishi. You guys are beating the shit out of everybody. It's it's real good. Like there's, there's some good fun shit there with Oishi. Um, Pop! But of course, we also get to hang out with Babby Rika. And we Baby get, Rika. We get the cutest scene ever when these two first meet. <laughs> oh, God. That scene it's wild. the best because. I, I unfortunately missed this particular. Like, you know, live. Mm-hmm. I didn't go ahead and watch it back. So I was like, okay, this is adorable. The anime does have a good cute opening to yeah yeah Nipa. yeah like you get akasaka kind of mimicking her childlike language and the little nipas and the me's and it's just like <laughs> they're it's it's an adorable little scene uh and it kind of like immediately puts these two characters on the same level um and and so uh we get we get something of a different side of her um, as well, uh, but the thing with Rika is that for a lot of this series, she's kind of been relegated to a lot of background roles aside from Watanagashi, where she's like vows to keep Keiichi safe. But for a lot of the time, she's just kind of like there. And like, le- like, and, 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 like, what were your thoughts on Rika prior to this arc? Because it's not a lot to work from. Mm-hmm. I think she's the most mature one, though. She she does play up by being cute, but when she tries to play a prank, it's not the somewhat mean or sadistic ones of Satoko. Um, she's not like trying to act like she's in charge, like Mion. She's like the quiet, mature one, and at the very least rounds out the group but yeah. it's it's so odd that you just have this kid who seems 
so much older than she is. Mm -hmm. Passing the rock. <laughs> um, okay. I guess I'll go here. Okay. Um, with 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 Rika, it, she's always it's the same thing. She's always seen that mature type. However, she's obviously a child as well. Yeah. She's a child as well. She has those specific tendencies, and she knows how to use them as well. Oh yeah, uh, she's devious when she wants to be. She is devious as hell though. Like she's completely one hundred percent straight doing it though. Yeah, like plays it completely straight. Mm. Uh, where she's just in the women's bathroom standing there <laughs> and those oh, nerds yeah. try to get in there and she's just in there and then Nipah. Just gotta stand there and that's all you gotta do. <laughs> oh, checkmate. Checkmate. She just, she knows. Because <laughs> she is a devious little little person. Yes. Uh, but but, um, like I've said previously, I, I have suspected something going on with her specifically. Mm -hmm. And I, this is the arc that really lays it out. Mm -hmm. um, especially near the end. Oh, man. Um, because she just lays out completely to uh, to uh, our, our boy, Asuka. Uh, Asuka, so how do you pronounce his name? I can't pronounce it. Akasaka. <laughs> Akasaka. Akasaka. I'm, I have trouble. <laughs> Um, but she just lays it out completely to him that in a year, the damn manager is going to die. Yep. The and then after that, the next people are going to. Um, it's going to be the uh, the two. It's the two. Yeah, it's the Hojo uh, parents. Hojo's. and then it's and then it's her family. Yep. After, it's Rika's family after that, and then after that is. Satoko, Satoshi, uh, Satoshi, and then Satoshi, and then after that, she says herself. Yep. At that point, and I, I, obviously, you know, you're getting told by a by a however old uh, Riki is at this point, like six, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, that I don't know who's going to die. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's. Point where I'm pretty much like okay. Is she prophetic? Yes, at this point, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And this is where I start believing in the ghost, like completely, pretty much the ghosty stuff happening here with Rika. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe from beginning, you know, from as I said before, uh, she is the reincarnation of Shirosama, and at the end, uh, Akasaka just says she was asking for help. Oh, I never realized. That. Man, that fucking hurts. Because it's uh, basically it's basically her saying, "I don't want to die." Yeah, like she literally says it. Like she says, I she want doesn't to want to die. She just wants to live I... a happy life with her friends. That's all she wants. And uh, that's now we have a goal for those answer arcs, possibly. I don't know. Maybe. Perhaps we do. I think that's another another super super important scene. Like r shortly after she meets Akasaka, she's like she. She, she takes on sort of a different tone. Like, uh, like as she is talking about, like, all of these predictions, like, you know, like, the damn project, it's gonna be stopped. Like, that's one of her first predictions. And then, like, she's also like, yeah, you know, like, you're a coward. And you should go back to Tokyo. <laughs> you need to go back or you're going to regret it. And we know why, and we know why as well, too. Akasaka's wife is pregnant having a is currently having a baby and then she falls down and of course we find out later that she did fall down the she stairs. fell down the stairs they were able to save the and child but not the mother 
and mm-hmm. had he had he been able to call her in time or had he went back she would never have went to the roof which is she always went to the roof if she couldn't talk to him that way they could be looking Mm -hmm. at the same sky so you know that little cute thing but uh yeah like uh she she basically like and and the night that she makes the predictions of like uh, her own death and all of the deaths that are going to happen in between like she's going through town cutting all of the phone cords uh, mm-hmm. So and she's doing that so that he doesn't receive that call, even though she knows it's inevitability that he's going to find out anyway. It's like the one nice thing she can do, and she needs a moment to speak with him. Yeah, and and like if not him being a, a wreck at, the, at yeah. that point because he will be later. Yeah, like it's it, gone, it is, like it's, it's already happened at that point. Um, mm-hmm. So like she needs to get him alone for that moment. Like, to basically ask for help. Um, which he realizes far too late. Mm-hmm. So, th- th- those are my thoughts kind of on... Re- they kind of summarize a little bit more of, you know, what this arc yeah, like eventually the, comes. Yeah, that's kind of like what this arc is. It's kind of like us kind of and- getting this other side of Rika, introducing Akasaka, um, and, and, and kind of putting all of these pieces on the table. And getting some, a- and there's some answers and questions at the same time too. Yeah, I think. yeah. Then, uh, yeah. So those are kind of my thoughts on this arc in particular, and, I'll, and maybe one more thing as well too. But we'll kind of go on a little. No, let Cyrus speak here. Sure, Sarah. Oh, what's up? So, so about Rika, mm-hmm. she always like before before any of this like came about happened, you know, arc one, two, three, Rika always seemed like the uh, outlandish character mm-hmm. of the set. Like, you know, Reyna, you know, is like the like the cute get up, uh, you know, the next door neighbor type girl. She yeah. has like a, a kind of attitude, you know, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, Mion was always like that, the, the preppy, you know, sporty type girl. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Satoko is trash demon. <laughs> trash demon. <laughs> But then you always had Rika, who was either, like, being cuddled as, like, a cat or, like, treating herself like a a little child Mm -hmm. for the most part. Seeing her transform into, you know, this prophetic, uh, you know, doomsayer, basically. Like, her voice changes and everything. Like, she speaks in a much lower register at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. like she just basically is like, "Oh, hey, I'm not six years old anymore. I'm actually an adult." It's just like, where did this, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Because in, in the anime, this is the same voice you hear whenever they talk about like what's coming up in the next episode. They yeah. have like this uh, prophetic uh, prophecy of like doom and every single like one of those next times things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like it's the same voice. So it's just like, are we supposed to believe that? This is Rika, or is this somebody who's like taking Rika? I guess because you know we've already had instances of people being quote possessed by demons. Yeah, what would stop this from being another case of that? You know, it's like what if whatever is possessing Rika already knows the fate of all this stuff, and you know, how does she come about being this different person and? being able to know about it afterward like mm-hmm. you know after she's already told all this doom saying and then she goes back to being normal Rika it's like 
would she actually know that she's been saying all this stuff or whatever? Because like in the visual novel, she doesn't. Like she's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say anything. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think she's 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 um, playing close to the chest. Then I think mm. I think people do tend to remember if if Keiichi's arc is any indication. He kind of remembers a lot from when he's possessed, uh, except except whether or not he went to the fair. That's a little ambiguous, but there was one point even when his dialogue box. Did you all notice Satoshi? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, when he's lying in wait to uh, ambush the cyclist who is likely uh, Tepe Hojo, at one point his inner is is his monologue labels him satoshi yeah it's like one or two lines i never noticed that shout out to moon bayberry again i i I cheated i cheated this i i i I got married so i'd have someone to watch this with me that's fantastic (laughs) meep 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 Anyway, so I don't mean to talk over, but I think I think that people remember what happens. I think it's more of like not really the demon takes over, but the demon kind of nudges you to what you want to do, mm. but no, you shouldn't. Mm. Forbidden taboo, if you will. Mm. I taboo. should murder the <laughs> Murder is I, good. <laughs> murder is pretty good in this situation. That, that would fix the situation mm. completely. Me. Me. It's good shit. So can we Me. we talk about uh, after all this happens and we meet up with uh, Oishi like five years later? Oh like, boy, because uh, this is a scene that that like whole scene is so freaking good. In yeah, it's amazing. Like I think that this is the point where like I really feel like the strength of Oishi's character gets built. Like. He's very clearly invested and, like, he's already retired at this point. Uh, but it's something that's clearly stuck in his craw. And he can't let it go. Um, like, like, it's what drove him to so doggedly investigate it. Like, all these five, like, those five years. Like, he tried and tried and tried and just kept getting pushed out. Um, and Akasaka is, like, the only other link that he has that, like, of somebody that knows something. Somebody that was made aware of something, but just didn't pay it any mind. Because he wasn't in any position to, like, you, you, like by the time he returned to Tokyo, his wife was dead. He had a child. What else was he going to do other than raise his child? Like... It's understandable why he forgot about, like, that night with Rika and what she was trying to impart upon him. But when it finally dawns on him, um, like, when he's in the room talking with Oishi about it, um, that's a really, really solid moment where, you know, it's just like you get that, you get the re- the reprisal of that line of, you know, like, if you, you know, like, whoever's reading this, we, all, like, our only hope is to find the truth. It's just like, Oh, it was so good. Just it was so good. good. I felt myself get kicked in the fucking chest when oh that line God. got when that line came back. Oh, so good. And and that final moment where they kind of intersperse 
Akasaka's daughter and Rika at the same time. Ah, oh, that hurt too. That was the worst. Oh, it just rips your fucking heart out. So, what? <laughs> I, I, so, I, okay. I have one more question. What? Right. Let's hit it. So, like I was mentioning earlier, with uh. Ira randomly showing up in the first arc mm -hmm. as a director in the anime. Mm -hmm. The anime also has uh, random nameless goons from the <laughs> Sonozaki family show up in uh, the fourth arc. Yeah, it's like the people who kidnapped the the uh, the child, right? Yeah, the names are Skylark and uh, <laughs> Dovetail. Yeah, Skylark and Dovetail. <laughs> Skylark and Dovetail, okay. So, Skylark and Dovetail, and, you know, every other one of these name, other folk, yeah, also showed up in Arc 1, trying to run over Keiichi, and also beat him up when he gets to the dam. Yep. It, this was, like, the same kind of question I had before. It's just like, you know, is it possible, again, are we just using characters because they are, you know, already made character designs, or are they supposed to be, again somebody important from the first arc and then again in this arc like again it's kind of like starting to bring back that ugly head of hey maybe this isn't about curses it is actually the sonazaki family being this big time crime syndicate kind of thing and it's strange it's just like you know every other situation of that entire story of like the fourth arc makes you want to believe everything is about a curse. Right. And, you know, prophecies and doomsayings and everything else like that. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, the Sonazakis are guilty of, like, the theft, the, the child abduction, but that's just pushed second to hand to this idea that Rika basically knows everything that's going to happen for the next six years. Yeah. And why does she know that? Why is all this important? But then, like, why are they still everywhere else, too? You know, it's just like... Who's doing this? Who's pulling these strings? And is it really people or is it really a curse? It's like, it's almost getting to the point that it's frustrating after seeing that, that tree branch split four times in a row. <laughs> giving you either, is this real or is this fantasy? You know, caught in a swamp slide or something. <laughs> I don't, that's why I think it's got to be, if I have one theory, it's that it's got to be both. Because there's one lesson this game teaches you is that what you thought you knew is not the truth. And so I, I, I think they're trying to push us to a false dichotomy. What about you, Jetstorm? I got belief that there's two works going on as well that possibly both... That there are coincidences in the story, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're a little too convenient. Um, but I also do think that the uh, the spiritual stuff is happening. Mm. Um, I, I'm pretty much on the... I'm still on the Rika thing, and I'm also still on the Takano thing. But that's just me. Mm. But uh, that that's kind of just where I'm seeing it here. But um, I do also believe that the Sonozaki family is also, you know, doing the stuff that they're doing. They got, they're doing some dirty... They they might be doing some dirty, mm. um, and 
possibly that doing that dirty is what leads to the obsession. Right. Okay, I see where you're going. I see. I see now. I see what you're connecting. And how that stuff is both tied to the reality, but also tied to the spiritual that's happening here. The, mm. the actual, what's actually happening here spiritually, which is, I, I think the, I think Rika, I think my through line with Rika is uh, pretty solid, I think. Right now. Cool. Cool. Do we have any other, like, because like, I think we've kind of reached that prediction point of people kind of, like, taking the pieces now, like, with, with this being the final question arc, I think they're put, they've put all the pieces on the board. Do we have any final predictions going in to the answer arcs before we start closing out here? What any final position? Any any final predictions? Now is the time to speak up. If this isn't actually a curse, then the Sonazaki family is using the stories of curses to make it believe that it's a curse. Okay. Like I think that they are actively doing stuff in such a manner to create the false accusations of there actually being a real curse. Okay. Okay. And Raven, any final kind of predictions or thoughts that you you would like to to leave here so that we can come back and be like, hey, you were right or you were wrong. What you got for us? Oh, I think I'm probably going to be wrong mostly. I guess guess part of me... I'm still struggling with the arcs. Like, are these... This is what happened with Keiichi. It's leaning towards he's making different decisions mm-hmm. and what the repercussions would be, but I don't know. Uh, the other characters, they all have agency too, so I'm really dying to know, are these alternate timelines? Is this really... Is there another Hinamazawa? Did Keiichi swap places? I don't know. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to see what the what what these repeating story arcs are all about. Do do, do you have a prediction on what you think the the repeating storylines might be, or 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 do you, or or is it just still kind of just like I, you don't know? If I had to guess, I'm going to say that these are where uh, each arc is about a different person getting um, possessed mm-hmm. by um, somehow, mm-hmm. not necessarily in a controlling way though so that's yeah i don't think it's keichi's questions it's who gets possessed okay okay final predictions final call people last chance to make it count last call for uh brain a hall last call for brain a hall (laughs) my only main prediction is obviously I already gave my one prediction. Yeah. I think my my, my 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 one big one, the big one, um, the big one. That's my that is my guess right now. I I I, I might need more information to back that up from the answer arcs, but mm. I think once those kind of start coming, we'll see what happens. Right. Um, the only other prediction I might have is Satoshi. Mm. I wonder, and just kind of a question, I wonder if he could still be alive somewhere. If there is an alternate Hinamizawa, is he stuck there? Hmm. Somehow. If there is ghosty stuff happening in this degree, I'm I'm not 100% sure on that myself, but I wonder if Satoshi could still be alive 
if he could be. But I don't know, honestly. This he could a, be dead in a ditch. Like, like a Groundhog Day sort of thing. Like Satoshi's living through his own Hinamizawa. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I, I wonder if one of the arcs might go that direction or something. Let's see. Um, my only other, and then of course I just I get Shion in the next arc, so I'm happy. Yeah, main yeah. character. Yeah. Your crop will flourish. <laughs> Absolutely. That's Shion. Okay, so is Shion going to be even once pretending to be Mion? We we, we got to get some of this. So it's an answer arc, and answer arcs. As you will see, that they're they're gonna play with what you know in an interesting way. Like you, once you start seeing what answer arcs are and what it means to be an answer arc and what they're doing, I think that your questions regarding the structure of the series will kind of start uh, solidifying a little more. Uh, that'll probably start becoming immediately evident. So that'll be that'll be fun for you to tune in uh, to when we start those up. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm good, I hope I, I'm looking forward to not feeling quite so doofy. I feel like uh, I, I spent this is what I spent four years of my life is studying stories, and now it's like okay, here's a story where you won't be able to tell, you know, uh, side characters from you know where, where, where the settings a character and the side characters are main characters, and uh, I, I could write a book about this. I think everybody's important. I think that that's sort of like, like, I think that all of these arcs have proven to be very versatile in that, like, very good at writing a lot of characters uh, and making them all important. I think that that's important. I can't even joke about it. I was like, say, well, not the characters I don't like, but I I can't. You're you're, you're spot on. (laughs) So uh, do we have any final thoughts on the question arcs before we go ahead and roll out of here? I'll say Are I... we going to get more questions trying to figure out the answer arcs? Because I already got like a whole page of like, <laughs> questions that I had written down from I... all the things that went wrong in these last four arcs. The, the answer arcs may ask questions, but I do believe that most of them should be answered by the end. That sounds promising. I I think as a game itself, uh, these first four uh, these four arcs are very, very, very good. Uh, And if you like these, I think you're very much going to like what the rest of the series is going to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a it's a treat. It's a treat. I think so. Mm -hmm. All just all this and just what it creates and just what it allows you to do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Not answering anything. At least these first four have been solid. Yeah. They've been very, very good. It's very good at what they do, and I do trust what is going on. <laughs> I will let it see it through. Even though we do have our predictions, I will go ahead and let it see us through. Yeah, yeah. Let it wash over you, whether you're right or wrong. Uh, that, that's part of the fun, I think, uh, with these kinds of stories. Uh, cool. So, I can't wait to draw the Reina art of all my other fan arts. Oh boy, yeah, there's gonna be a Reina arc. Don't you worry. Oh, oh finally, it'll yes. be good. It'll be good. I promise. All um, I know sh- is that this, these Blu-rays, mm-hmm. uh, I've only done two discs, and there's like not, there's like nine discs. Total. There's seven discs left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh boy, yeah. Like, and, and, and I'm sure there's a reason. There's a weird reason for that. It'll it'll make sense. 
It'll make sense. I'll, I will actually explain that to you once we kind of reach the end of where the first season ends. Because uh, when, when season two starts, there's some stuff that you can watch ahead of time that isn't actually needed because it's not in the visual novels. So Gotcha. Yeah, uh, let me yeah let me know once we kind of get through that. I'm assuming the next arc though in the anime yep. is gonna be the fifth arc, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like we're 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 like the 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 anime follows the visual novels, uh, pretty much note for note for the first six arcs. So, gotcha. Fine. Okay. And then I'll then I'll tell you how to watch uh, the rest of the series from there. How to watch Kai in in that yeah. case? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, and I'm assuming Ray is it. I did do a Ray little is bit an of o, Ray is an OVA series. Ray is an OVA it's series OVA. that takes place after, um, after the final arc. So okay, and that's that's also in this disc set yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm actually very glad I got this. <laughs> Holy crap! Like yeah, like that whole series was on sale for like a month, uh, for like eighteen dollars or something. For like yep. the whole fucking series. Like that's ridiculous. It, like how you a lot not? of it. I think a lot of it too is just because um, of that new series happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might be just part of it. Might be. It might be. I know that Funimation, weirdly enough, was the one that picked up the new season to simulcast, which is weird because they said that they that that, that like the original when they cry tanked, and that's why they didn't do Kai. And then Sentai Filmworks came in and picked up the series again, and they seem to have had a bit more success with it. So yeah. Because yeah, this yeah, these Blu-rays do have the dub for that first season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is no dub for season no, two. No, 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 no. Like, uh, yeah, it, it's, it was originally licensed by Genion, and then they went out of business, uh, and then why. and then Funimation yeah. got it, and then they just released season one again, but it didn't sell well, and then Sentai Filmworks grabbed the series again, and they did Kai and Ray. Gotcha. There okay. you go. There's some uh, anime stuff. That, that- that's actually good knowledge to have on yeah. that. And I've, I've been watching it with uh, subtitles. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Japanese with Because the, so. the, the voice acting in this series is fantastic. Uh, these actors yeah. and actresses have incredible range. Um, and you can't... Like, like, it's one of my favorite ensemble casts ever. Uh, to, to <laughs> like, like listen to the voice work is so... It's... What's the patch you're using? I think I asked you this before, but the patch you're using... Um, for the uh, voice, the voice patch. Yeah, uh, it's 07 those mod. recordings are those the same cast as the anime? Yes. For the, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I did ask you that before. I think you did say that, yes, it was. But yeah, the but... series has had the same vocal cast since 2006, mm-hmm. and they're is... they're reprising their roles in the 2020 uh, version too. So. Really? Yeah. Yep. Nice, nice. Mm. Really, that is. It's impressive, and yeah. I'm wondering what that series exactly is going to be. I have no idea. Like, it's interesting I thinking about that. Telling, I thought it. I have no idea. I've not looked it up. I kind of want to be surprised because since like <laughs> since it's Funimation is simulcasting it, I'm just going to subscribe to watch that series in particular. Oh, okay. So, so that's I guess that's that's the question arcs. Then are we satisfied? I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Oh. With this cast or with the story? Because with... I'm like, you got to give me that sweet, sweet resolution. <laughs> Are you satisfied with our discussion as it is as it has come to a conclusion? As far as I can be, I kind of wish we could keep doing this bit, but it's probably what um, midnight where you all are. It's 11, it's 11 o'clock. It's 11 11. Yeah. 11 11. I, I think some of you uh, normies <laughs> like to sleep. 
every now and then. Sometimes. So. Sometimes. <laughs> I'll sleep when I get hit by a gas storm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you sure Osama's going to come by and fart? It'll be fine. If my town was going to be the victim of a huge death, a huge you know, death event, I would simply sleep through it and wake up inexplicably. That's, I mean, that's that's the logical solution to that problem, I mean, right? Shit, the whole world ended and I couldn't die with them. You <laughs> curse me this way, so... Well, that's what happened to poor Shion. Yeah, that... Yeah. So, anyway, I guess... I guess I guess that's I guess I guess that's kind of where we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up. We should hopefully begin streaming the answer arcs, starting with Mayakashihen on Monday the seventeenth. That is gonna be the Shion arc. That's gonna be fun. I, th- I like everybody's everybody's a big Shion fan. She's got the best skirt in the series. So she has the she has the best skirt in both the uh, art you've been using uh, for the uh and the, the visual novel and the anime yeah like, holy <laughs> she's girls got the girl's styling she's got it skirt too, which is like okay we're good and it's also a also a, a good va- good sweater yeah good good sweater good sweater skirt. energy eat my oh. cake eat your cake <laughs> <laughs> all right so and, and like i said i think things will be immediately interesting once we start that one so you won't Want to miss it? So I, of course, got to thank our panel of first-timers for joining us here uh, this evening. It has been an absolute blast going through this. And I hope that, like, the rest of the series lives up to your expectations and the questions that these arcs have given, that you know, with, like, all the questions the arcs have given you. Like, it's probably built up a lot of expectations. I hope the series lives up to it. Um, it's a, it's a story that, that is uh, like stuck with me for all these years and like be, revisiting in this format has been fantastic. So like I'm right here with you. Um, so uh, before we head on out, of course, um, does anybody have anything they want to plug Jetstorm for? What do you, what, do you got anything you want to plug? Um, you know what? Just uh, for my plugs, you can find my games on uh, itch.io at a uh, itch.io slash jetstorm4 mm-hmm. uh, where you can download uh, games like Moon and uh, Meat Beat 2017 and <laughs> Silas. Yeah, you can also hang out and with Chorus. Also, <laughs> and of course, uh, the best game on there, which is uh, Super Hangout with Chorus. <laughs> All good times. Trust me on that. Good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Sayara! I... Where can, so, where can the internet people find you? So I'm going to show my, my go for it. store my storefront. Please again. do. So if you go to say I want to post a link in the chat. Go ahead, do but, it. But uh, you go to Sayara Tenkulu at artstation.com/store/artposters. You will find all kinds of cool, fun things that you can prop on your walls. Imagine having artwork from me on your walls. It's it's mesmerizing. It's actually. pretty dope. Also, it's dope. also there's two Higarashi arts on here, but don't tell them that they're you know fan arts on their website because they get kind of upset for having fan art prints on their site. But um, yeah, you could you can have pieces of me basically regurgitating everything that I've discovered from watching Higarashi in an art print form mm-hmm. on your wall. And I think that's been one of my more uh, fun stories of this is like. 
not only like you taking to this story the way that you have because I didn't expect it, but it's also influenced your art in a way that I wasn't expecting expecting from just like the the the, the way that the original like character art kind of inspired you to it to the more interpretive um stuff that you normally do uh it's been interesting seeing this story kind of grab you in the way that it has uh in the way that that influenced your own creative output it's scary it scares me (laughs) (laughs) i i like i honestly did not expect the uh the like the the story to grab my art in such a in such a sense right at first you know it was just a draw this corn picture based off of the description (laughs) and And, you know it was like a big old joke and then i did like some other joke artworks but then all of a sudden i was just like entranced on doing artwork based off of these characters Mm -hmm. not necessarily of the characters but just like of the stuff that they've been going through yeah like the the things that are like, like they're very evocative um they're very evocative pieces. They're very good. Mm-hmm. They're stressful. Yeah. Oh, I, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the one that's in this uh, in the uh, the cover. Yeah. The like the one that's like neon lights that I gave it like literally I just named it the name of the file name. Yeah. The, that. Yeah. If you look really hard, you can it. see what it is, and it's very sad. <laughs> It's it hurts. Yeah. It hurts a lot. It's like the one of the most one of the more unique crying sprites in the game. Uh, uh, oh, it's so sad. But anyway, yeah, you can find me there. Or if you don't want to look at prints, but rather just want to follow my art, otherwise, you can find me at twitter.com/artsayara, where I keep that up to date with whatever good arts that I finish or reblog from my other Twitter. So there's plenty of good stuff you can look at. Cool. Cool. Uh, and Raven, do you have anything that you'd want to plug or where can like the, the, the fine internet folks at home find you? Uh, you can find me under a pile of burrito wrappers and wine bottles, but uh, online <clears throat> twitter.com slash Raven R-A-Y-V-E-N the GM as in uh, Game Meister. Nice. So Raven the GM, I have an interactive fiction you can read through. I was tweeting during my surgery recovery slash shelter in place. Um, generally, any weird little project site that will come up in the future will be there first. Fantastic. And again, thank you all for taking the time to be here. This has been, again, an absolute blast. Can appreciate it enough. Like y'all are, y'all have been real good sports. And maybe once the series wraps up, we could kind of get together and have a, a, a sort of a, a post mortem on like how this all turned out. Like how did it meet your expectations and things like that. So maybe we could put that in the future at some point uh, once we finish uh, streaming the rest of these games. I think that that would be a fun thing if y'all would be up for it. So how many answer arcs are there? Is it four? Again, There's four. Or is there more? There's four. So it's four and four. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we we so still got yeah. a load of streams left. We've probably still got a, over sixty hours of stream left. Woo! I, I waited five. I waited five years for this. I can wait sixty hours. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go ahead and we are gonna get on out of here. Thanks again for listening. Much love to everybody, and again, thanks to the panelists. Remember, we're the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.
Meepaw! <laughs> Meepaw! Go Jets. Meepaw!